welcome back to your monthly A to Z podcast. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> the, the only quarterly podcast on the market. <laughs> We're really cornering that market. God damn. Yeah, this has been bad. This has been a rough couple weeks. So. Yeah. Might be our longest stretch. I don't know. This was a long one. We yeah. had some shit going down. We so. really did. On both sides. Like We're both to blame. Mm-hmm. I don't want to cast any shadows or anything on any of us. No. It's, it's cool. I, th- I think we got by it now. We can get back to the regularly scheduled program. I think so. There's still fans out there. They'll listen to this, right? Oh, yeah. No, they'll be fine. Okay. Well, see, taking the break, it's like what the Beatles did. Like, they you know, they took a break, and then they mm-hmm. came out with uh, fucking uh, Sgt. Pepper's. So, you know. Oh. So this is our Sgt. Pepper's yeah, episode? Yeah, this is our Sgt. Pepper's episode. Wow. All I'm right. going to... Do a lot of drugs and say nonsense, bullshit lyrics. Okay. And then everyone's going to pretend like they're deep and cool. Neat. That's right. I just called out every Beatles fan. You really did. Rachel's going to be mad from at you. Middle, from middle school, at least. They're like, yeah, man, you just don't get it. I'm like, they they literally themselves said that they made that album to be nonsensical because they were sick of people trying to find, like, deeper meaning. Yeah, like, hidden meaning in their song. And they're like, no, it, just, it literally means I just want to hold your hand. I don't know what the fuck you're looking for here, motherfucker. They cared so little for that album, they let fucking Ringo write a song. <laughs> That's how little they gave a fuck about that album. So, Like Octopus Garden or something like that? Mm-hmm. The one he wrote? Yeah, I thought so. I remember some of my Beatles trivia. You know what? I, just, I don't listen to the Beatles all that often anymore. Really? It's been a while since, like... I mean, they used to always be on, like, my iPod or something like that, but then, like now I mean, I'm usually listening to Pandora, and I don't really, I don't hear a lot of Beatles anymore. I don't know. Are they on Pandora? Maybe it's a, maybe that's that, part of it. That could be part of it. I don't know. I'm sure you can make like a Beatles station. I bet there's Beatles music on there. Okay. John Lennon's dead. He I know for a long time they wouldn't put it on like iTunes or anything. Yeah. No, they they got past that, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost sure you can find it on iTunes now. They got past that once they were like, oh, fuck, no, you can actually make money off this. <laughs> we were stupid. We were crotchety old British men who's like fucking kids these days it's gotta be vinyl the only way to listen to our music is vinyl it's the true sonic experience it has to you gotta have a little crank on it that you murk and then you play the song do 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 was that a Beatles song? yeah sure okay. probably it was probably on Sgt. Pepper's huh use a shit cuckoo tube. <laughs> It's like nobody even buys Beatles albums anymore. You you buy like the like greatest hits where you get all the shit that you want from them. They they made a lot of good songs, but like they also made a lot of songs. So yeah. there, I mean, there's some ones that aren't top notch. Oh yeah, it's the same thing with like, well, I mean, Zeppelin doesn't have that problem. Zeppelin pretty much made like every song Zeppelin made was pretty fucking top notch. But like, not every song Black Sabbath made was amazing. The ones that we remember are amazing. Mm-hmm. But you know, Black Sabbath had some weak uh, tunes. The Beach Boys, really, I mean, they only had, like, maybe 12 good ones. They made 47 songs, and about 12 of them are good. Still a good band. Oh, yeah, yeah. And influential. Like, yeah. Inspired so many other people. Yeah, like Charles Manson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. Oh, I know. It's just so good. You seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? No, not yet. I'm really looking forward to it, though. Me too, man. It looks good. Just saw it for the second time last week. Really good. I'm just excited for uh, uh, the fact that Harley's acting career is continuing. It's just fun to see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Harley Quinn Smith. I think it's fun. I like her. Her uh, directorial debut came out recently. Really? Yeah, the band that she has. Uh, I didn't she, know she was in a band. Yeah, she's she's in a band. It's a, it's an all it's an all-girl punk rock band, hmm. which is fucking awesome. And exactly what I would expect from Jennifer Schwabuck's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... 
Yeah, they made a music video, and she directed the whole thing. So it was her directorial debut. Wow. Because uh, Kevin like tweeted it out when it first came out. was like, I'm so fucking happy. And you just know he's crying the whole fucking time mm-hmm. he was writing that. He's just high. And... <laughs> he's a soft boy, but a good boy. Speaking of soft boys, um, <laughs> it's weird. It is. <laughs> I'm waiting to see where this goes. Uh, I was Probably going to edit this out. Yesterday. <laughs> I got home from work and I was like just looking for a movie to watch. Okay. And um, and Soft Boys Three came out and it's, it's pretty fucking no. Uh, no, I was watching Secondhand Lions. Do you remember that movie? I uh, no. Like Robert Duvall, Michael Caine, and uh, Haley Joel Osment. Remember the poster? Osment. But that's about it. It's a it's a really good like coming of age like feel good movie. Oh really? So it's, it's a really entertaining flick. All right. And I remember liking it a lot when I was little and I hadn't seen it in like you know ten fifteen years or so. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. This is, it was on like my Showtime or HBO, whatever the fuck it was on. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. I forget that it gets really emotional and like heartfelt towards the end there. Hmm. And I had like tears coming down my face. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, fuck, this is really touching and cool. So you're saying you're a soft boy. That's where that went. Yeah, that's okay. why I brought up soft boys because I was sitting on the couch crying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, for another, you know, weird movie that, you know, that, uh, like the replacements on the last episode where I just mm. threw that out there. Okay. Which, again, is a great flick and everybody should watch it. The only Lion movie I recognize is Ghost in the Darkness. So. That's the one with Val Kilmer? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, any other li- what about The Lion King? No. What about Jungle Book? Or, no, that, that was There's a tiger. a lion in that, yeah. That was a tiger. Never mind. Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Are there other lion movies? I can't. Mm. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Yeah, I guess technically. Yeah. yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. Aslan. Aslan. However you fucking say it. I guess it's mm-hmm. from the Bible. I don't know. I mean, the whole thing is like the lion is Jesus. Like, that was the whole. Like, Aren't they all? Batman Day is coming up, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, September. I think it's 27. Oh, is that the day his parents were murdered in an alley? No. Oh. <laughs> I know tw- uh, 27 was. Uh, is Detective Comics 27 was the first appearance of Batman, right? Oh. 20, or 47. I'm not sure. Or was it 47? I don't know. I think September 27th is like the first the first time he appeared. Because it's like it's like the 80th anniversary of Batman coming up this year. Okay, yeah. Or this month, I mean. So, it's kind of cool. Which maybe means that they'll uh, announce a new Arkham game coming out. That'd be oh, nice. God, did you play Arkham Knight at all yet? I haven't. I downloaded it, but I haven't started Seth, yet. That's a good one. Make make sure to get the season pass though. Yeah, I should. It's like it's like five bucks right now. It's on sale. Do I need to beat City before I play Knight? Not technically, but you should just because they're okay. good games. And they have the the Arkham uh, collection on the PlayStation Store right now for like ten bucks. Oh yeah. Where you get Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Okay. Yeah, and, I beat Asylum, but I only made it like quarter of the way through City. So. Mm-hmm. I've never 100% in any of them because I'm just, I refuse to do it. Well, yeah, the Riddler trophies. I, just, I refuse. I just refuse to do it. The Riddler defeats you every time. I, just, I fucking hate him. He's your ultimate villain. Well, if I could just find where he is, I'd beat the shit out of him. Fucking nerd. You can't, though, until you find all the trophies. I know. But see, that's bullshit. Batman wouldn't waste his time collecting fucking trophies to, I keep, bet he would. to keep that dickhole happy. He'd yeah. like he'd pick up one and find like some RFI chip in it that like the the or the Riddler's using to track it, and then he'd double-check that and find out where he's at and just like show up behind <laughs> him and beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. But yeah, you don't technically have to beat Arkham City to understand Arkham Knight. They're kind of, you know, I mean, they're all... 
don't really follow each other that closely. Uh, but you should. Okay. Some big shit happens in Arkham City. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. All right. And it's also just an amazing game. That's what I hear. Oh, so good, buddy. I love, it was. It's my, my favorite. I, I like Arkham Knight a lot, but I think I like City the best. It's got a lot of fun side missions and shit that, like... Yeah. That, again, I do them all except for the Riddler's mission. Other than that, I've solved every other crime. But I'm like, Riddler's not hurting Even about Calendar it. Man? I heard that one's a bitch. Because you got to go on, like, different holidays and play the game or something. No, you. it's it's not a mission. But if you go, if you play on different holidays, he because you can find him in the basement of the courthouse in Arkham City. And if you go there on different holidays, so he has different dialogue when you talk to him. Oh, that's all it is. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's oh, not like okay. a mission or anything. I thought you, like, couldn't fully beat him until you go on every holiday or something. No, no, he doesn't have a mission. He just has, like, different dialogues for different... Oh. Uh, calendar years and shit like it's 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 still fun a little bit that they put in there yeah uh but uh um uh, oh, i was gonna say oh for arkham knight be careful if you do 100 percent it don't play it on halloween oh yeah yeah because something happens that ruins your 100 and then it's never 100 you still get the platinum trophy and everything but something happens that fucks up the, the lockup and there's not <laughs> i mean I, I guess i can spoil oh, no i don't want to spoil it for you because it's kind okay. of a fun when you get kind of into Arkham Knight, I'll spoil it for you. Because it doesn't ruin the story of Arkham Knight, but it'll ruin kind of a fun little uh, bit that happens towards the beginning of Arkham Knight that I don't want to okay. fuck up for you. Because it's a lot of fun. Fair enough. But yeah, no, you should just play. You know what you should do? Play all three of them. Like in like At two, the same time? No, just like in a row. Hmm. It'll take like one weekend. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like I played through all the Uncharted games and it took me three months or four That's months. So. Yeah, I remember when the, the Arkham... Uh, like the re- return to Arkham came out for PlayStation. I bought that, which is just the it's the remaster of Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Yeah, better uh, graphics for the yeah. new system. I beat both of them in a weekend, <laughs> just because I love those fucking games so much. And then it worked out beautifully because Emma had to go like shopping or something with her mom. I don't know. She was doing something. I wasn't paying attention. It doesn't matter. Okay. And so I just kind of sat there and just played. And I'm like, I've played these games four hundred times probably all together. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm just gonna play them again because these are fun. So, and Arkham City has. Are you pretty good with the combat? Oh yeah, I'm great. At it. I figured you would be. I mean, I've played it enough. I should yeah. be. I could never get the achievements for like the, the the big multipliers. Yeah. I seem to break mine every like after like twelve hits or so. There's one in Arkham City that you have to do because like there's a like a challenge map you have to do, where. You have a certain number of guys, and you have to get, like, it's like a hundred combo or something like that. It's some insanely high number. Jeez. And then if you get to that number, Bane comes out, and you get to fight Bane, and then, like, you get, like, a big trophy for that and stuff like that and, and un- unlock stuff. Okay. And it sucks because the room starts to fill up with, like, fucking the shield guys. Who oh, if, the, you got to flip around. Yeah, and, and yeah. if you attack them, it ruins your fucking combo, and you have to go, like, start it all over again. And it's just, like, like controller-breaking, like, maddening, like, oh, fuck! And just, like, I'm going to snap your controller in half. <laughs> But other than that, they're great games. I mean, even, even those are fun. But, uh, yeah, Arkham City does... If You've never beat that? No. Did you get pretty far into it? Like, I only about like a quarter of the way through. Because Arkham City has probably one of the best boss fights of all time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you have a boss fight with Mr. Freeze. Okay, yeah, I haven't been to that yet. It's amazing. Because it's not like a combat boss fight. You have to do different takedowns to, like, you know, drop his health and stuff like that. Okay. And then you know you use like, the environment to your advantage or something. Yeah, and and you have like you know six different kinds of takedowns. You can use like ledges and vents and corner takedowns and all that other stuff. Right. Like certain gadgets. Mm-hmm. Every time you use one type of takedown, he changes his like suits stuff to where you can't use that takedown again. So you have to use 
different kinds of takedown every time to like do do damage to him and stuff like that. Hmm. It's an amazing boss fight. Interesting. And you can like kind of lure him into places because he's tracking your heat signature. So he's like basically tracking your footsteps. So you got to like walk through and like find a place to get him to walk through here and then somehow double back without him noticing to like catch him coming through the window or something like that. Wow. It's one of the coolest boss fights of all time. It's amazing. Honestly, probably the best Arkham boss fight of all time. I think no... I'm actually close to that. Now that you mentioned it, I think that was like the one of the missions that I had when I stopped was yeah. trying to pinpoint his location or something. Yeah. It's it, it's so fucking good. Because it's such a fun boss fight because it's not just like just straight combat. You have to use every like type of takedown you've learned up to this point and stuff like that. And It's really hard if you play on like the realistic difficulty or like the, you know, the super hard one because mm-hmm. you don't get the... Uh, uh, the, the little like counter thing doesn't come up above your head. Oh, and his health is so high, you have to use like eight different kinds of takedowns. Where it is, and it's fucking maddening because he'll take you down in, like one shot because you, you, you can't go up against I, like uh, Mr. Freeze one on one because his, his gun and his suit is just too powerful. So it's fucking cool though. Check it out. Just beat it. Just beat it. Beat Arkham City. Okay, you should do it. You've, you've got Arkham Knight downloaded. It's not going mm, anywhere. That's right. You do need to buy the season pass before the price goes back up. I don't know yeah. if it will or not. But yeah, that, as far as I know, last time I checked, it was at like five bucks. So. Nice. I never had to And it's it. worth that. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. You get a lot of cool shit for it. You get a, you get a separate storyline where you can play as uh, Nightwing. You get a separate storyline where you get to play as Harley Quinn, which is kind of fun. Uh, so yeah, check it out. And then also, play the game, and when you find out who the Arkham Knight is, tell me if, you, if you're surprised. Okay. Because I wasn't. But I've read a lot of Batman, so yeah. I can't figure that out pretty quickly. It's cool, though. Check it out. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, now we can introduce who we are. Yeah. But yeah, check out Secondhand Lions, guys. It's a really good movie. <laughs> Robert Duvall, Michael Caine. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Michael Caine from Batman. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Everything everything tied together. That's the podcast, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Do you want to introduce who we are? Do you want me to do it? Oh, I thought, yeah, you were going to go first. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, sorry. I, we kind of just stared at each other. Yeah. It's it a nice dead air. It was, yeah. Uh, I am uh, America's failed comedian, Zach. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Sorry <laughs> it took so long. And I don't know where that rant came from. I kind of apologize for that. but We never know where they come from. They're just always there. <laughs> that is true. There's, Every time. There's a lot of shit bouncing around in my head. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's it's also always playing that like carnival music. Oh, yeah. But it's in like a minor key. So it's like, do, 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 do. The eternal yeah. Cal like IP or whatever. Yeah. Like the, the record player's slowing down just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm America's sweetheart, Andrew. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm also here hosting, co-hosting, providing topics. We talk about things that interest oh, us. Jesus. Sorry, guys. Not Jesus. Well, usually, I mean, we could bring him up. I'm trying I guess to we did it. earlier with Aslan. But... That is true, yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I get far enough away from the mic. Because mm-hmm. I don't want you to have to dump all of that. Yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm America's failed comedian. Yeah. He's America's sweetheart. What do you think? You think it's about topic time? It probably is. We should get started. Yeah. So I heard a rumor that it might be topic time. I believe it is topic time. Okay. Yes. It's, it, it feels like it. Brought it before. The Marvel Comics number 1000. It's coming out later this year. Right. To celebrate the 80 years of Marvel. Next. I don't know if you saw this or not, but a little Dark Knight cameo 
And, oh, really? Yeah. So I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. This is an IGN article showing that there is one non-Marvel character that managed to sneak in, and it's Batman. Huh. That's right. The Dark Knight himself makes a cameo in Marvel's big anniversary issue. It won't surprise you to hear that he shows up in the story featuring Deadpool, <laughs> the one character who can get away with such a thing. <laughs> Writer Gail Simone and artist David Baudion. She's written something. I for, she's written some other shit. Oh, yeah? Her, her name sounds really familiar. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, Deadpool decides to engage in some uplifting activities to celebrate Marvel's 80th birthday. So he eats at a buffet dressed as Galactus. Nice. Throws a luau with frenemy cable. Excellent. And goes on what he describes as a, quote, peaceful boat ride, end quote. When in reality, we see that he's stolen the bat boat from a caught off guard Batman. <laughs> we only see the back of Batman's cowled head as he yells after Wade Wilson making his watery getaway, but it's unmistakably him. That's and it shows the panel yeah. here. Like, that's clearly the bat boat oh, and yeah. Batman. That's fun. Mm hmm. Okay. So, yeah, a little, little funness from Deadpool there. So I guess this is the. Is this the, only the second time that Marvel and DC has done a crossover? I believe so. Because they had that one crossover, was it back in the 90s or whatever, where like it was like the two universes converging, or, uh, converging and they had to fight and shit like that. Because mm -hmm. it's fun because uh, Batman and uh, Captain America fight. Yeah. Because it has that, that cool part where like, Batman and Captain America are like fighting and like the whole thing is it's talking about like they feel each other out like they're playing chess, barely actually hitting each other. And Batman's like, all right, Avenger, you might be able to beat me, but you can't do it in time to save all your friends. So do you want to do this or not? And then, like, they, they go to save it because it's like, the, I think the collector is, like, converging everything because he wants to destroy the... I, I forget exactly what the full story was. It was mm -hmm. I think it was back in the 90s. Yeah, it definitely was. Late 90s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did a Marvel-DC crossover, and everybody was like, what the fuck? It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, that looks like fun. I like anything with, with Batman in it, so I'm down. Do you want to jump into this, or do you want to wait? Uh, I mean, is it on here? I don't have a specific topic for it. Have you watched the final trailer yet? I have not. Okay, well, um, let's pause it. I want okay. you to watch this as well. Okay. And then we'll jump into it. All right, so we're going to watch the final trailer for The Joker, mm -hmm. which we we know your opinions already. So I'm, I'm assuming they haven't changed with this final trailer. They actually get worse. Oh, well, Everyone, God. strap in. Okay. It's about to get real. Do I need to delete the next five minutes or so? No. Oh, okay. We need to send them. All right. To DC. All right, we're going to watch this first, though. So your thoughts? Well, it looks cool. No, it's it's obviously shot well. Todd Phillips is not a fucking idiot. He's a good director. However, I'm not quite sure what to expect from it right now. I know that it's rated R, and it's supposed to be really violent, but they haven't shown us any of that in any of the trailers. Mm. Uh, again, we just watched the final trailer for the joker and as it's been told to us a hundred times now this is not a canon. dc movie there's nothing yeah. canon about this it has nothing to do with the dc universe or any of the extended uh you know films are going to do afterwards and things mm -hmm. like that which again begs the question why use the character of the joker a very well-loved uh, almost held to a higher echelon character yeah one of the most well-known villains and not just comic book history i would say in media history we're getting there, yeah. I mean, there are people who have never read comics. That will I, recognize a picture of the yeah, Joker. Yeah. that would recognize the Joker. My my dad doesn't know anything about comic books. Knows who the Joker is. So, already there, you... Here's what I think the movie is. This movie is obviously a remake of The King of Comedy. 
It's an old movie. I don't movie. know what that is. It's an old movie with uh, De Niro. That's weird because he's in this. Yeah, that's another reason that makes me think this. Okay. It's an old movie. Uh, it's like 70s or so. It might have been Scorsese who directed it, actually. It's a really good movie. Okay. It's called The King of Comedy. It's kind of like a dark uh, satire, almost black comedy sort of thing. Where De Niro is this like guy who's obsessed with his late night talk show host, comedian guy, thinks he's the greatest thing ever. So he kidnaps him after stalking him for a while. Kidnaps him and like basically tries to steal the spotlight from him and have his job and things like that. Okay. And it's a really well done flick. I mean, it's Scorsese. It's it's got De Niro in it. It's got to be a good movie. And it, <laughs> it really is. It's a good movie. It's a lot of fun to watch. Okay. Uh, and in fact, I give it another two two weeks before people are all over Twitter talking about how they've always loved that movie and that it's made them so excited to watch this flick, even though they've never seen it. Because no one's ever heard of The King of Comedy. No, I, I didn't know about it till about two, three years ago when I just decided to go through all the Scorsese shit. De Niro is a Scorsese actor. It looks to me, with this movie, what Todd Phillips wanted to do with the Joker movie was he wanted to remake The King of Comedy. Or a reimagining, whatever you would fucking call it. And the people were like, you know, the executive heads were like, okay, no one knows what the fuck this movie is. So no one's going to buy tickets to this. No. And so, to get away with making his remake of The King of Comedy, he's going to just slap the Joker name onto it as a way to spurn, like, as a way to spur up ticket sales and shit like that. So, that's the whole reason why this isn't canon, it has nothing to do with any of that, because he doesn't give a fuck about that character, he just wants to remake this movie. And instead of just remaking this movie or writing a movie based or not based obviously but like that's you know and, it, and it's it's inspired by this flick and just making your own film and putting mm. that out there and just making it really good like he can do obviously we watch the trailers the cinematography in the joker looks really good yeah i'm, I'm not going to talk shit on that the uh acting looks meh granted a lot of it's taken out of context so i can't right. talk any shit just yet it, it's hard to judge that from a trailer we already know that i hate joaquin phoenix but um it looks like he just, in, instead of having the balls to write his own movie, which is something I yell about on this fucking podcast all the time, instead of having the balls to write his own movie that's just inspired by The King of Comedy, which I, it looks to me like he's a big fan of that movie, instead of having the balls to do that, it was, let me use the name of like one of the most well-known villains ever so I can make more ticket sales, and then people have to fucking buy this script, and then all of Hollywood will jerk off over it and pretend like I'm this fucking wonderful genius person where really all i'm doing is reheating old shit that's already happened but while i'm doing that i'm also shitting on an incredibly well-known character and then telling everybody who doesn't like the fact that i'm doing that to basically go fuck themselves i can do whatever the fuck i want that kind of shit so i think this movie's gonna suck it did premiere at the venice film festival it i know won the festival yeah. like, mm-hmm. golden line mm-hmm. so. wow yeah well we uh, we all know how award-winning films are usually great yeah yeah there's there's definitely never a disconnect from film critics and actual you know viewers of movies exactly that's never a problem and uh we also know that if you just pretend to be artsy and deep that hollywood won't circle jerk itself off and pretend like they're fucking better than everybody else hollywood sucks but uh there's just so many things in this fucking trailer that make me so angry and part of the reason I get so angry of it is because I'm such a big Joker fan. Well, yeah, and because Batman you're still going to see it. Yeah, oh, I'm going to have to pirate it. Like, I, I do not want to give this movie any kind of money. I just can't. I fucking... 
But there are several things in that final trailer that really irritate the shit out of me. Okay. Let me talk about them. One, this whole fucking... It looks like there's this mob of people in clown masks running around, and we are all clowns, and so the Joker's a fucking uh, Occupy Wall Street dude who's fucking, you know, charging off and fighting the man. That irritates the shit out of me. Heavily. Well, the Joker loves chaos. He would he would support that. There, he would support everybody wearing masks and fucking yeah, and then and then hiding himself from it, and then also uh, whatever. And then it looks like they're gonna jam a fucking love story into it, which I yeah. saw that in the trailer of him kissing that one chick. Yeah, from Deadpool. Which definitely doesn't need to be done. You can definitely have this movie without a love story in it. And in fact, I would prefer you have this movie without a love story in it. It's probably gonna end up being like she'll get killed and that's what's gonna make him be the Joker and blah 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 blah. Or does fuck. she turn into Harley Quinn? No, they don't have the balls to do that. He, he if you asked Todd Phillips he wouldn't know who the fuck that was. I don't know. No fucking way. Not gonna happen. DC might have forced him. DC if doesn't you're gonna ca- use Joker's name, you're gonna use the Joker people. DC doesn't care about fucking comic books. Why the fuck would Todd Phillips care about it? Um, and then this whole fucking let's make him like a sad like make people want to be on his side bullshit I hate because it's cheap and it's fucking it's kind of it's kind of a puss move you want to make a Joker movie make him the Joker make us like him anyway even though he's this evil fucking person make us still interested in the flick you don't have to give us this like oh I'm in therapy and my life is sad and I got beat up by some teenagers at my uh, job of spinning a sign dressed as a clown or whatever who gives a fuck counterpoint though some of the best villains are the ones you can relate to in some way yeah of course but you can do that one the Joker is not a character to be done like that two that is so easy to do Especially with the way this movie looks like it's going, where it's just going to be like, oh, I'm a mess, and I just I have to go to therapy, and my life is sad, my mom is dying in the hospital, and people are making fun of me on the TV, and I just don't know what I'm going to do. My therapist even left me, and the doctors don't like me, and I got beat up by some rich guy in a tuxedo that's probably going to end up being Thomas Wayne. And then, huh. Like, that's, it's just so fucking weak, weak sauce. It's fucking weak bullshit. Give me, just make him interesting. People still liked the Joker from the Dark Knight. It's not like he was fucking like, oh, I'm so I'm such a mess. I'm just so sad. I don't know what to do. I'm gonna <laughs> laugh because I can't cry. I'm a clown. The tears of a clown. Wow. That's what they should have called this fucking movie, Tears of a Clown. Cause I'm a cause I'm a clown for giving a fuck about this shit. Clearly, dedicated like half of my life to giving a fuck about these characters. All these rich executives are getting blown by fifteen year old Russian girls that were flown in. And they're doing cocaine off each other's dicks. And then they're like, yeah, let's just make more money. Who gives a fuck about anything cool? So. You know I'm going to find it humorous if you end up enjoying this movie. I mean, it Would you admit it? Will you admit it if you enjoy it? Of course. I, there have been times where I've been wrong about movies. I was like, okay. no, I, I thought that was going to suck. Yeah. And it was good. I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. But I'm sure there have been times. I've always admitted when I thought. Like when I was wrong about movies. Like I thought. Uh. I'm sure there's one out there. I didn't think I was going to like the first Thor movie. I thought that was going to suck. Hmm. Just because I was like, why would you make a movie about Thor? Like, it's kind of a boring character to do. He kind of is, yeah. Like Silver do what? Silver I did kind of like Silver Linings Playbook. I thought I was going to hate that movie. Really? It's actually kind of fun. 
It's got De Niro in it, so that mm. helped. Well, this has De Niro in it, so that'll help. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. There you go. the The only problem with I'm Silver, ready for the turnaround. The only problem with Silver Linings Playbook is that Jennifer Lawrence cannot fucking act. Okay. I'm well, sorry. she's not in the Joker, so you're fine. She might as well be. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer Lawrence just cannot act, and then they put her next to like Bradley Cooper and Robert De Niro, who are two really good actors. And she just looks so out of place in there. It just looks like you just put a blow-up doll in the fucking scene. She's fucking useless. No, I have seen one kind of fan theory on the uh, Batman subreddit. Because for some reason, everyone on the internet is super excited for the Joker. And everybody's like, this is going to be amazing. I can't wait. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be the coolest movie ever. Well, it's got a lot of because of that buzz from the festival and stuff. Well, even before that shit started happening, people were like, the first trailer came out. And people were like, this looks fucking amazing. And I remember thinking, like, Why? Because I remember the first trailer came out, and it was after reading that fucking interview with him where he's like, we're not going to go for the classic Joker, like, white skin and green hair. I'm like, really? Because in your trailer you sent out, he's dyeing his hair green and painting his face white. So you're either retarded or a fucking dirty-ass liar. But uh, I have seen one fan theory that if they do this, I might just have to admit, like, that's pretty fucking ballsy and awesome. Okay. Uh, Someone has this fan theory of they showed the ending of the movie there where he's like, Doing that fucking stupid dance thing and the fucking curtain opens up. Oh, from the very end of the trailer? Yeah. That that's going to be the end of the movie and it'll be the killing joke where he kills the entire fucking like audience of the the talk show or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, if that happens, I think I'm just going to have to just be like, look, you guys made shitty fucking trailers and a lot of your fans sucked, but God damn it, that was ballsy and that was awesome. <laughs> but Are you going to suffer through a two-hour movie to get to that, though? I'm going to have to watch this movie anyway. Every, yeah. Everyone who listens to this podcast is just waiting for me to watch this. Because yeah. everyone listening to this podcast, they're all excited for it. Mostly. And they cannot wait for me to be wrong. And I really, really doubt I'm going to be wrong on this. <laughs> I haven't been wrong on a lot of the movies we've talked about on this uh, fucking podcast. I have a feel for how movies work. Actually, I have a feel for how fucking advertisers work. That's yeah. what I really have a feel that's, for. That's the key there. So I think this movie is gonna suck. The first time I saw the final trailer, it ruined my entire day. I was in a bad mood the entire time. I have n- no hope for this. I think it's gonna be completely sucked. And I really, really hope it's terrible. And then I expect everyone on Twitter to send me apologies for supporting this bullshit and trying to give me shit when I was calling it out for being sucky like it is. <laughs> so I expect those. You better t- start tongue-washing my fucking balls. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm intrigued to see it. it like I said, the, the trailer seems to hide things. There's There's got to be something deeper to it than what they've been showing us. Because like I said, it, we've known for months that it's going to be rated R, and there's nothing rated R about any of these trailers. Mm-hmm. Any of them. Nope. So there's got to be something. He's, he's going to snap somehow. Oh, and I would just, fucking hope so. <laughs> it's going to be... like that, That's where it all hinges on, is like how far they actually take it and how, how, how good he actually acts as the the full-on Joker as he becomes the Joker, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens because I was... You got to remember, I was on the uh, the outside too when it came to Heath Ledger's Joker where I was like... You were, yeah. I mean, he was a cool villain but he just didn't feel like the Joker to me. And then everybody told me that I was a fucking nerd and to shut the fuck up. That Christian Bale... I mean, you're a nerd. That's true. But yeah, then everybody was just like, you don't know shit and that's why he deserves the Oscar. I'm like, what did he do? Did he really do anything that special? I mean, it, it was a well-written movie. He was a good villain, but I mean, was he the Joker? Did you get the clown prince of crime feeling from it? I did not, but I liked the, the chaos of it. No, I mean... That, the carefree attitude. Yeah, that was kind of cool. You don't see that a lot in 
superhero movies at all for no, especially. No. So And that's like the whole point of the Joker. He's just like this giant agent of chaos, basically. Exactly. Yeah. But now he's a fucking revolutionary, and he's running fucking, uh, there's a giant fucking riot outside of a Charlie Chaplin film history thing. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. Yeah. And then, like, people are fighting cops and shit and down with the man. Because that's what the Joker's all about, is social justice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that started reminding me of the shitty parts of Dark Knight Rise with the big cops versus criminals or whatever the fuck that was yeah when they the fight day. in the streets like yeah. it's the fucking uh, west side story what yeah. the hell was that or gangs in new york or something <laughs> like, Gotham is yours. Matalo, Matalo, Bane, Bane. <laughs> i was just rooting for bane i was like i want everybody in this fucking movie to be dead i was so pissed at the end of that movie when michael Caine sees christian bale sitting there <laughs> I was like, damn it by the way i always thought for the the ending of that movie would have been way better if they'd have cut that film, like, ten seconds earlier. Don't cut to Christian Bale sitting there drinking, like, wine or whatever. Yeah. Just, just get the have, reaction. Just kind of have Michael Caine smile, and then it's just open-ended. Like, is he just thinking of uh, Master Wayne sitting there, or did he see him? Who knows? You leave it kind of open-ended. Let the pe- yeah. like let the audience kind of go away with the ending they want. Leave it a little bit open-ended and have some fun with it. It'd be good enough. Like, they already dropped it. Like, you know, he talked about his vision already, so they laid the clues for that. Like, right, exactly. So just end it with him just kind of, like, with the smile, and then cut right then. Yeah. Then have the bat logo come up. Okay, I'm gonna stop it right there. The next time I watch it, I think it makes the film like 10 percent better. Just I'll for be, you, I, I honestly think it makes the film 10 percent better if you just okay. cut it right there. It's a pretty big bump. So that's a full letter grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I nine. Speaking of percentage, 99 percent chance that this movie blows. 99.5 percent chance that I hate this movie. So. There's that point five. There is a point five. I'm, I'm saying if it's good. I'm holding out hope. I hope it is. If it's good, I'll admit that it's good. Mm-hmm. I've I've already admitted the cinematography's good. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say Todd Phillips can't make a movie. Yeah. I'm sitting here saying that Todd Phillips didn't make the movie he wanted to make, and in doing so, decided to shit on an incredibly historic character that means a lot to a lot of different people. So after this conversation, do you think I should watch The King of Comedy before I go into this movie? I think so. I I, I think you should watch the movie anyway because it's okay. really good. But, you know, I mean, it's Scorsese. Why would you not watch it? That's a good point. Has he ever done anything bad? Feels like he has. I would watch a nothing Ge- comes to mind. I would watch a Geico commercial <laughs> fucking directed by Martin Scorsese. Just one other quick thing about this. The Joker movie, like the trailers coming out, has opened up this terrible floodgate on the internet. And Emma will back me up on this. Of She backs you up on everything. Really? And <laughs> that's not even close to true. <laughs> really fucking annoying like basement dwelling neckbeards on the internet are talking about this movie like it's their fucking Black Panther I have seen that written down on well, not on paper on a computer screen obviously nobody uses paper anymore it's not fuck I'm not Amish yet where they're like this is my Black Panther I'm like finally because I've always just so much identified with the Joker I'm like no you don't you identify with being fat and sucking that's why you identify with this movie so much because you suck so yeah that's well, another Phoenix thing. isn't fat though he's very very no, he's skinny very, he's like creepily skinny actually yeah. he looks like Christian Bale in The Machinist <laughs> I'll admit if I'm wrong but okay. I just there's no fucking way I'm wrong so unfortunately my last comic News is also Batman related, Yay. but I thought it'd be something to kind of pull out because I thought it was kind of funny. I said that's so retarded. It's only like Lenny from <laughs> Mice and Men. Yay! I, I I really laughed when I saw this. 
I don't know if you're going to get the same response. Maybe you've already seen it, probably. But in the new continuity, Robin was no more. Oh no! Tim Drake has decided to reveal a new superhero name for himself. So he's not Red Robin now. He is not. He's Go ahead and read the comic here. Just Drake. It's one of the most dangerous birds. What's a Drake? Exactly. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> That's your last name. Why would you do that? You're a fucking idiot. You were Bruce Wayne trained you better than that to fucking protect yourself. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Now all the people you love in your fucking life are in danger because you wouldn't because you named yourself after your fucking name. Oh my god. That's a Drake a is a male duck. Are they fucking with me? <laughs> it's one of the most dangerous birds. It's who he is. Um, and he's going to have a new outfit that ditches the more classic red and yellow color scheme for something a little more mature. He named himself after a duck. How fucking mature can he be? <laughs> it's kind of cute. So yeah, he's just Drake. Okay. When I call himself, like, I don't know. Oh my God. This is Darkwing Duck. That's what he is. He's Darkwing Duck. That's fucking awesome. I don't know. I I can't tell if they're fucking with me or not. I feel like I'm being fucked with. I mean, like, this coupled with the Joker trailer, I feel like DC knows who I am, and they're just fucking with me. They're just like, this kid yells out too much on the internet. We don't want him associated. Like, let's do everything we can to get him to not be fans of us anymore. Too bad, DC. I'm not going anywhere. Batman's off. I'll subscribe to your universe for a year. Just I'll, I'll just read the old comics that I like and not fucking listen to your <laughs> shit. Hmm. Yeah. Just Drake. So, Tim Drake. He was trained better than that, okay? Okay. So. Oh, oh snap. snap. So, this actually looks pretty cool. Something is Killing the Children. Have you heard about this yet? Mm-mm. That's the name of a new comic from the writer of Justice League Dark in the Woods. Excellent. Uh, if you want to go ahead and read through the article here, it's pretty cool. Okay. As the title suggests, Something is Killing the Children is graphic and horrifying. <laughs> when it was first announced, the comic seemed like it could be a Stranger Things riff, an adventure story about kids fighting a terrible monster. While it does have some of those elements, the first issue makes it abundantly clear that this story is going to take things to a much, much darker place. There are battles with monsters and whatnot, but this book is coming from the darkest possible emotion, and those are the emotions I want to explore in this series. Writer and series creator James Tinian the Fourth told IGN. Tinian has been carrying the title of this series around for a long time. It's a fucking great name for a series, by it the is. way. Yeah. Something's Killing the Children. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Uh, he originally attached it to a short story in college, but that story faded away while the title continued to rattle around in his brain. It's because he's smart. Uh, even as Tinian moved to the big leagues, writing everything from Justice League Dark, great one, Constantine Hellblazer, oh, fucking one of the best ones ever, and the Batman Ninja Turtles crossovers. Yep. Fuck, oh, this guy's good. I I don't know. Know I'm excited for this. I'm a fucking idiot. Ideas for something as killing the children would still come to him. It wasn't until he brought these pieces to publisher Boom Studios that he finally came up with a story that title was meant to tell. I saw how it was all the story of this woman named Erica Slaughter, this monster hunter, nice, this monster hunter who is moving between these small towns across America. She goes to these places where children have gone missing, and she knows what has been killing the children, and she knows how to stop it, Tinian explained. Oh, it's like a better supernatural. A little bit. Uh, The first issue of Something is Killing the Children shows firsthand just what the book's monster is doing to the children of the small rural town. The level of shocking and grisly violence is far from anything you would ever see in aforementioned Netflix series. If Stranger Things is about 
Ultimately, about friendship and family. Something is killing the children is about death and fear. This is fucking awesome. I'm definitely going to read this. <laughs> I always knew the violence was going to be part of it, Tenian said. I wanted the horror to feel real, and that meant grounding it. And that's going to be more of that going forward. That is fucking awesome. Beyond the violence, one thing that sticks out while reading Something is Killing the Children is that Tenian has put an incredible amount of thought and care into it. It's clear this story is as intricately woven Jesus, as it is deeply personal. One of the lead characters is even named James and sports a shaggy haircut and glasses, a look that is more than a little reminiscent of the writer. This is a story that is meant to dig into the horror of being a kid in middle school. That is the horror of the book and the spirit of the book, Tinian said. This is a time when kids are figuring out who they are. Originally a miniseries, Boom recently announced Something is Killing the Children has been upgraded to an ongoing series. Hell yeah, way to go, Tinian. Uh, this is a long-form horror novel told in comic book issues. It's like two of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. This is the form that is always needed to take. I realized very early on that the story was longer than what we had originally allocated for it. I needed more room to fully explore the town of Archer's Peak and these characters. Something is Killing the Children finally became fully formed once artist Werther Deladera. That's how I would say it, yeah. Okay. And colorist Miguel Muerto. Ooh, nice. This, this is fucking, this is all coming together. Mm -hmm. Join the project. Once Della Dara started designing Erica Slaughter, I knew this was it and that the story was ready, Tinian said. And with Miguel Muerta's colors, they really brought the story to life, and it's just amazing. Throughout the first issue, Della Dara and Muerta play with shadows, shades of blue, and splashes of blood red. The issue slowly unfolds until it was suddenly punctuated with bursts of violence that crawl from the shadows. Right. You ready for some looks at this thing? Please. I yeah. cannot wait. There's the cover for the first one. Mm -hmm. can, ooh. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. Oh, shit. I'm trying to not read it. I just yeah, want no, to yeah. see the art. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Oh, I like that a lot. I fucking have that posterized. She's like an elven sword from Lord of the Rings, by the way, in that yeah. one. Oh, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. So far, the first issue has already sold out multiple times and is now on its third printing. Fucking good for you. How before it has even hit comic shops on September 4th? I don't fucking blame them. Just wow. seeing from what I'm seeing here, I'd have fucking ordered it too. It's clear that audiences are hungry for this particular brand of horror, even if the graphic nature of the violence might shock them at first. While Tinian is quick to point to Stephen King, specifically It and Pet Cemetery, God, this guy's amazing, <laughs> as influence on something that's killing the children, it could be argued that the brutality of the comic goes further than either novel ever did. <laughs> for his part, Tinian is aware of that. I do believe you can go too far in horror, but I do want people to see this in not a fun story about kids fighting a monster, he explained. This is a story that deals with death and children facing something larger than themselves. Oof. Oh, I can't fucking wait to read this shit. I was like, this is Zach to a T. I have to... Oh, this is all my kind of shit. <laughs> you know who's not real to read this? Hmm. Kevin Smith. Oh, He'll yeah. cry the whole fucking time. There's no <laughs> way he'll read this. Yeah, that sounds pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to buy it just from the fucking name alone. That is one of the best... Well, yeah, a company that doesn't jump out at you if you're walking yeah, across you're the comic rack. Really gonna see that. This is what's one of the best names for any kind of a project. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, and it, it inherently is a mystery. You know, something is. Well, what is it? You know. Yeah, like oh, I gotta fucking know. Then, yeah, killing children. Yeah, and then you start reading it, and it's just like kids getting torn in half, and you're yeah. like, "This is fucking hot." Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> That's awesome, though. I, I can't wait to read that. So, throwing that on your radar for you. I was unaware of how much shit he was involved in that I was a big fan of. I yeah. guess I just was never paying attention to the writers. That's on me. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe the Joker movie will be good. Maybe. Did Tinian write it? Because if, if he did, I take back everything I've said about the movie so far. 
<laughs> I don't believe so. All right, well then, fuck that movie's gonna okay. suck. <laughs> okay. Coming back from a quick break, I just want to point out: while we were outside talking, I did come up with a movie that I admitted I was wrong on. Okay. I fully admitted it: the Evil Dead remake. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was totally wrong on that. You really were. I was one hundred percent against that film. Did not want to watch it whatsoever. I fucking made you. It took you forever to talk me into it, too. It's, it did. It's not like the first time. You're like, no, it's actually pretty good. You should watch it. And I was like, well, I'm sure Varvel knows his shit. I should watch that. He, he likes Evil Dead as much as I do, so I'm sure he'll. it's got to be good. I was still like, no, fuck you. I ain't watching it. Yeah. It took forever, and I finally admitted yeah. it. And I told you I was wrong. You're like half drunk, and I overpowered you and struck you down to a couch. And it's <laughs> like, no, it's going on, so you have to watch it. <laughs> it's like uh, the, the Clockwork Orange scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sin. But uh, yeah, I was 100% wrong on the Evil Dead remake. I thought it was a fantastic remake, and it was awesome. Yeah. So there you go. I, I can admit when I'm wrong about movies. Okay. I'm just hardly ever wrong about movies. All right, now let's do this. <laughs> Video game that was announced recently at Gamescom for the first time. Okay. It's called Solasta, maybe Solasta. I don't okay. know how you pronounce it, but yeah. uh, Crown of the Magister is oh. the subtitle. And Sounds um, gay. All the articles I've seen so far have been claiming that it is the best D&D video game they've ever seen. Oh. And it's not even a D&D game. Even better than Baldur's Gate? Apparently so. Wow, because those were good. Yeah, that's how even how he opens up. This, oh, uh, yeah, this is by I, John Ryan. I, yeah. I did not read that, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny, it's leading into it. So yeah, this is an article by John Ryan from IGN. that uh, He starts out, I unabashedly love Dungeons & Dragons. When Baldur's Gate 3 was announced earlier this year, I squealed like a child. And it's why when I got to see an hour-long demo of Solasta, Crown of the Magister, I was blown away by how well it replicates one of my favorite tabletop experiences. Okay. So it's based on the open gaming license for D&D 5th Edition, which is a publicly available rule set that lets designers build new experiences on the D&D 5e engine. Huh. But it's not officially from Dungeons & Dragons. Right. So uh, what's unique is how it integrates the concepts and mechanics of a tabletop game to the digital realm. And in some cases, the clever ways in which it has to tweak those dice-rolling norms to fit into pixels. Uh, does that say it's a party-focused RPG with turn-based tactical combat? It does. Because that makes me super excited. I haven't had a good turn-based game since, like, 2000. Yeah. Oh, I'm buying this fucking... I can guarantee that. So from social interaction to combat, almost everything in Celeste is determined by luck. Ooh. Your wizard may have never held a sword in their life, but you can still fell an orc in one hit thanks to a miraculous critical. Likewise, your smooth-talking rogue may have all the charisma points in the world and can still fail a deception check thanks to an unlucky roll of the dice. So it doesn't matter what you okay. do with your character. It's all determined by the, yeah, the fate like of the dice. some yeah. kind of a dice roll involved. Mm -hmm. It's easily the closest I've seen a digital property come to properly emulating the experience of playing a tabletop game. Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 is an old standard, but is far from more hectic to manage than the actual turn-based rounds of combat oh, yeah. around a table. Baldur's Gate 2 is amazing, though. Uh, it's as close as I've come to rolling dice in person. The only thing missing is other people. <laughs> oh, well, this needs to be a multiplayer game, then. Yeah. This was really cool here. So, Solasta finds clever ways to try and bring that charm to the table as well. There's no doubt that part of the fun of any tabletop game is the variety of personalities that different players bring to the game. Mm -hmm. And that's something that can be difficult to repro reproduce in a single-player experience. So last, a solution to this is one I find both clever and true to form. It focuses the narrative around your party rather than one specific hero, and offers you choices in dialogue based on who is in your adventuring company. Huh. For example, the aggressive response to an NPC that would result in an intimidation check will come from your fighter, while the sarcastic retort designed to bluff your way through a situation 
is going to be handled by your rogue. It still bases the checks on who has the best stat for each skill, although so meaning you'll never be at a disadvantage when trying to talk your way through a social encounter. Okay. So it's got a little animated trailer. Yeah, that was pretty uh, cool too. So let's, let's pause let's and watch that. that. I'm fucking super excited. So there you go, a little animated trailer for it. Yeah, it kind of gives you the Show idea some of what humor. Going for, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm definitely in. It looks amazing, and I mean, I love anything with D and D. So, uh, oh, it looks like they're no, they already launched it. This is from September 3rd, so never mind. But they, I guess they had a Kickstarter at one point. Oh yeah, yeah. Does it say what it's going to be out on? Uh, it does not yet. No. Okay. Hopefully, it goes to the PlayStation. That'd yeah. Be nice. It looks like they're still about a year or two in development before right. it comes out. So you know what it really needs to come out on? What's that? Like iOS and Android. That'd be really on my awesome. Phone. That'd be yeah. amazing. That's all, that's all I'd do at work. I'd probably get fired, but it'd be so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and they did an update article on it also from a few weeks later. And there was one paragraph here that was kind of neat too. Yeah, here we go. When my colleague and I stopped by to visit the Tactical Adventures team and see a demo at Gamescom, it was immediately clear to both of us how much care, attention, and reverence the development team has for the source material, even if it's not an official D&D product. During our gloriously hyper-nerdy talks about the intersection of tabletop gaming and Celesta, Matthew Gerard, who was the uh, director of operations for the studio, Mm -hmm. pulls out a three-ring binder of the Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition rule set printed out, obsessively notated with a million kaleidoscopic post-it notes. Oh, shit. It's obvious this team cares about bringing the tabletop experience to a video game. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. Fucking, why has uh, uh, the Critical Role not talked about this at all? I don't know. They need to be, like, fucking pumping them up or something. This sounds amazing, though. Because mm-hmm. they're all fucking voice actors. Like, half the people at Critical Role are in every other video game. Why aren't they, why aren't they fucking doing this shit? So here's some good news for you. Uh, you don't have to take this person's word for it. Tactical Adventures is putting its money where its mouth is by offering a free pre-alpha one-hour demo for everyone to play, oh. regardless of whether they back the Kickstarter project or not. Ooh, ballsy. I like it. Yep. During our meeting at Gamescom in Cologne, Germany, I asked Gerard why they would offer a free demo to everyone rather than just Kickstarter backers, and he said his hope was that those who played the demo would see what they were trying to do and want to get involved. That's refreshing. In this day and age, I get a childlike twinge of merriment to see someone who passionately wants to make the best thing they can make regardless of whether you're going to financially support them or not. I like it. I'm yeah. def- I'm so fucking into this. Yeah, I'm going to um go to uh the A to Z podcast fully endorses this game. Mm-hmm. Uh every one of you get on uh Kickstarter if they're still up and drop some money on Solasta. For sure. Do that. The A to Z podcast supports this game. And some other new video game news. Not really Jeez. new. It's been a few weeks, but Telltale Games has been kind of resurrected. I don't know if you saw them. So they're still going to have rights to The Wolf Among Us and Batman, which so is a couple of their better series the that they Batman had. The Batman one was really good, actually. Mm-hmm. I never got a chance to go all the way through it. I need to do that at some point. But the, yeah. the Batman one, it had one of the best uh, choices early on in the games. Like, you're like one of the first times you're doing Batman. And it felt so year one, for one thing, where I was like, these motherfuckers get it. This is awesome. But you get that choice where, like, there's the, like, helicopters coming in, like, the wall's been blown out, and you've got, like, the mob boss there, mm-hmm. and you can just, like, hang him from the ceiling, like, not obviously murder him, because right, you're Batman. But, yeah. Or you can, like, there's, like, a piece of rebarb sticking out, and you could jam his leg through it, and, like, and I was just immediately picked that. I was like, that is the most Batman fucking move, just to be like, fuck you, <laughs> striking fear into the hearts of the 
Gotham's villains. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I like Telltale games. They, they do a lot of cool shit. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, I mean, everybody loved their Walking Dead thing. I never went all the way through it, but I remember liking it. Yeah. Their uh, Game of Thrones one was actually pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, did a pretty good job of sort of working around the show and not fucking up anything. And you know, I mean, nothing worse than what they did in season eight. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, they, they did a good job of kind of working around, because I mean, the show was only like season four, I think, when that game came out. Yeah. And uh, they kind of worked around that while also giving you a deeper story and like some more lore and everything involved with Game of Thrones. So I thought that was cool. I think Telltale Games is very talented. And they're very good dudes. <laughs> I was going to bring up uh, the Dark Pictures anthology. Oh, yeah. Man of Medan. We've actually already played through this, though. We have fully beaten it now with uh, some of our friends. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, I think it took us two nights to get it all did. the way through. It was a lot shorter than I expected it to be. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to remember, but, it's an anthology series. Right. I'm, I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Yeah. That it was, I, just, I thought it was going to be a little bit longer. And the, the replayability of it is a f- big factor, too. Like, yeah. Is, yeah, because there's a shit ton of fucking paths you can go down, apparently. Mm-hmm. We, uh, me and Varble here, we actually, God, I wish we would have been, like, streaming that. That would have been great for the <laughs> for the channel. Yeah. Um, it was me and Varble, and then two of our friends, who are hopefully listening to this. How you doing, guys? Daniel and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then Emma was also there. Uh, <laughs> she didn't play a lot of it because she, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sucks at video games. Ooh. It's a bit harsh. Has a really bad uh, flinching issue. I think that was more the issue that with she, that game. Well, she also has terrible like hand-eye coordination. Doesn't know which buttons are which. Yeah, so. which but, is uh, really important in this game. Yeah, and we had uh, so it was it was five characters. We had each had our character we were playing, mm-hmm. and we got through the entire game, and we only lost one character. Yeah, and that happened right at the end. It did. We were really close. We were so close to having a perfect playthrough mm-hmm. of. Men of Madon. And apparently that's hard to do. There's a lot of like things that can get you killed in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there, there was apparently times where, like, because we had failed a quick time event, the people that didn't saved die us. and shit yeah. like that, which is like, it's just a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we almost got all the way through it, and then one of our group members, I'm not going to mention mm-hmm. who. Okay. Uh, he... It wasn't one of us. It definitely wasn't <laughs> one of the co-hosts of this show, and it was a male. So mm. if you remember the names I just listed, you should be able to figure that out. He decided to get all stabby stabby towards the end there and uh, killed my character. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. Other mm-hmm. than that, that was a perfect playthrough. It really was. Yeah, we did a great job. We got a lot of collectibles. Um, but it's a fun game. I would recommend it to people. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's I'm, a little clunky. It can, I mean, the but a, a lot of these games, like Until Dawn, had kind of the same problem where people move a little like robotically, and it can mm. be kind of hard to walk through shit. It's actually they do a great thing in the Dark Pictures, uh, at least in the first one. I assume they're going to keep this going. Where they have this setting called like movie night, mm-hmm. where you can sign everybody in for different players, and then they pl- and you can assign them to different characters. So you can get like all your buddies together, which I definitely recommend playing it this way. I don't know oh, if yeah. I would have as much fun just playing this game by myself. Same, yeah. But it was a it was a shit ton of fun playing it with like Five all of our friends and just yeah. like getting drunk mm-hmm. and then just making fun of each other and fucking around. We, we had a really good time. Oh yeah. But uh, I mean, it's not that expensive. Was it like thirty bucks? I think right now. I think so. Yeah. To pick up on a PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. if you've got a couple friends, I mean, you know, if you got four friends, what is that? That's less than ten bucks a person. Yeah, oh yeah, easy. And you'll get at least two nights out of it, or mm-hmm. maybe one whole night if you just want to fucking go all day. Plays through it. Yeah. But um, yeah, get it. Get everybody together. Get like a nice, you know, get some beers, get some drinks together. Get high if you want. Whatever your drug of choice is. 
get loose with all your buddies and just pass that controller around and play this game, you are going to have a lot of fun with it. It's a lot of fun. I think so, yeah. Uh, I definitely endorse it. We had a good time. Wish we would have uh, been able to like stream it or something like that because that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, maybe we'll look into that for the next one. So it's an episodic you know, right. anthology series. Looks like the next one's going to come out probably in February, you know, the rumors right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, for that 30 bucks, you get all five episodes of it. So, Oh, really? Yeah. I, I did not know that. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to pay for everyone. Nope. Oh, yeah. that's 100% worth it. Yeah, thing, it's all guys. free DLC for the $30 buy-in. Okay, yeah, definitely get out there and get it then. That's definitely worth it. Ooh, I can't wait for the next one to come out. We can all get together again and play it. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we got to keep the same group going. Oh, yeah, that was that, that was a good time. Maybe I can, uh, by February, teach Emma where the buttons are on the okay. PlayStation controller, yeah. and she can play for herself for once. Maybe. That might be kind of fun. Okay, huh? we'll, we'll see. Emma, what do you think? Would that be fun? The next version, uh, the next episode in the Dark Pictures anthology, the Men of Madon thing. Oh, with the witchy shit. Yeah, maybe if we can uh, by February teach you where the buttons are on yeah. the PlayStation controller, and you can play it yourself this time. That would be kind of cool, huh? Right? Yeah, that Most would be fun. Small screen with lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a good time, right? You would enjoy that. I'm going to get divorced after this episode, guys. Mm. We're going to have to get a new... Uh, by the way, we're looking for a new social media manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep my ex-wife fucking Oof. employed. Come on. I will, though, probably. That's that's fair. I mean, you do more work on this than I do, so right. I guess you... I, I think you own 51% of the A to Z <laughs> Incorporated, and I own 49. i got a few other video game topics here before we move on. Uh, pretty quick one here. we got... The Halo Master Chief Collection, which we've talked about a few times. Oh, yeah. Um, Love it. They actually just uploaded over 6 million player-created maps. Fuck yeah. So Halo 3, Halo Reach, and Halo 4 all had the Forge mode yeah, where the you could make your own levels mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, they were getting ready to shut down some of those servers on the old 360. Helped a lot with Rooster Teeth yeah. whenever they are making oh, red yeah. versus blue. Sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, they actually copied over 2.6 million player-created game types. And they've all been copied over, and they're in the actual Master Chief collection now. No kidding. They just moved so, everything over, huh? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Halo is just amazing. Oh, yeah. I love Halo so much. So. I haven't got a chance to play the newest one yet. I don't have an Xbox, so. Oh, yeah. I haven't played Halo 5. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, And I'm also one of those weird guys who likes the lore and storyline of Halo. Mm-hmm. But I'm like that with a lot of games, so. Maybe I just like stories. I don't it's fine. Yeah, that's what it is. It happens. By the way, I hate the Joker movie. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on to out. moving out. Oh. Which is about to be our new favorite game, I think. Oh yeah. So it's about Billy Joel. <laughs> no, it's actually a uh, overcooked style game. Ooh, we have a lot of fun with where that. Where you're helping your friends pack up their houses and move to a different location. Ooh. So it's a little bit of Tetris, a little bit of overcooked. Okay. Uh, let's check out this reveal trailer here real quick. Tell me that doesn't look fun. That looks amazing. That might be like the first game we start streaming on YouTube or something. Because we we definitely have to start doing some kind of YouTube thing. We got to get some kind of a yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we you know YouTube or Twitch. We got to get something out there. Just because you know I'm I'm a businessman. I'm always thinking ahead. That's true. Yeah. We do have a lot of fun playing together. Yeah, this would be a good uh, stream for the A to Z podcast. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, pretty much everything looks like it's all co-op. You know, one person takes one end of the couch, one takes mm-hmm. the other, and yeah, you're just throwing yeah. through windows and mm-hmm. shit. That mm-hmm. that looks like a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's very chaotic and yeah, looks really cool. Yeah, if if you guys haven't played Overcooked yet, you're you're missing out. It's a great uh again, it's just a great party game with like all your buddies. You just mm-hmm. get together and it's just you're screaming at each other for onions and shit like that. And oh god, it's fun. It's it's it's, it's good times. <laughs> Me and Emma played uh played that together like the, when it first came out. Oh, uh, one of the Overcooks. Wow. And your relationship is still intact. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. And, like, we actually did pretty good. Like, when it's something like that where there's not, like, shit blasted at the screen and stuff so Mm -hmm. she can't, uh, you know, jump and drop the controller on accident, Uh she did a pretty good job. Okay. We got fairly far in it. We were were fucking around. We had a good time. It was, like, it was, like, one of the, like, one of our first Christmases in, in the new house. Like, the game was on sale on, like, play, on the PlayStation store. And I was, like, I'm gonna fucking buy this. We should just play this together. (laughs) So we, like, sat around one night and just, like, got drunk and played, uh, Overcooked. Nice. Yeah, looks like it's going to be the same publisher that did Overcooked. Team 17 is looking to pick up the game. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch in 2020. Cool. So, come on real quick. Yeah, it'll be sometime next year. Definitely check that out. If you guys haven't played Overcooked, check it out, because that's yeah. a lot of fun, too. And it's super cheap right now. Right. Fucking... Some other cool news. The new Remedy game, Control, which mm. I really want to check out soon. I've seen a little bit of a play like of a playthrough for it from Funhouse. I don't really know a lot. I didn't know anything about the game really oh, yeah? until like like they dropped a video and I watched some of it. And I was nice. like, oh, this looks kind of neat. Mm-hmm. It looks really cool though, and it's gonna have a DLC that was recently announced. It's gonna cross over with some Alan Wake. Oh God, because yes. it was from the same studio, obviously. Right. And uh, yeah, so we both are big fans of that. We've talked about that before. Oh, it's such a good game. Mm-hmm. When are they gonna give us a uh, an HD remake of that? I'm hoping really soon. Right? I mean, just... Uh, especially because this game, I'm pretty sure, sold pretty well. I remember, like, once I heard about it, like, I kind of looked into it. It seemed mm-hmm. like it sold pretty well. They made a decent amount of money. And if they're teasing a crossover here, I didn't think that would be a great time to drop, like, a yeah. an HD remake of Alan Wake, sell it for, like, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. and, you know, sell probably, you know, 40,000 copies or so. You make some money off that. Yeah. It's a great game. So, in Control, you're a bit of a psychic. you got some telekinetic powers and yeah. stuff like that, moving things around. And, uh, yeah, so one of the DLCs is going to focus on what they call the investigation sector, where the Bureau investigates altered world events. Mm. And the artwork for one of the altered world events features Alan Wake in the top half, featuring Alan shining a flashlight straight ahead. Oh. So it looks like it could be a crossover between the two games. I always wanted a sequel to Alan Wake. I know. Bummer we never got it. So we can look forward to that next year also. Fuck yeah. Then the last bit of video game news I had is pretty funny. So I don't know if you saw this or not. Oh my god, I'm already in. KFC is making a dating sim where you can date Colonel Sanders. Is it like anime? It is. Oh, I'm 1,000. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah this, is the, this is game of the year. Everybody else can mm-hmm. suck my dick. I don't give a fuck about it. Fuck control. Fuck uh, Batman. Fuck it all. This is the greatest yeah. video game to ever be made. I am 1,000 in. So the game is called I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. Mm. It's currently in development on Steam. You play as a young culinary student who finds themselves in class taught by Professor Dog, which is a scholarly corgi. Excellent. With none other than a hot young anime version of the colonel himself. You must use your skills in the kitchen and in the bedroom Ooh. to defeat your rivals and woo the pioneer of Poyo into choosing you as his personal sous chef. Oh my god, I want this fucking game 
so bad. <laughs> I take it back. This is the first game we're going to stream for the A to Z mm. podcast, 1,000%. I love this. This was on Destructoid, which they always have some good oh, you know, yeah, humor yeah. in it. It's a great uh, website. Mm-hmm. You know, they've always said their chicken was finger-licking good, but they never specified whose fingers. I'll suck the grease right off his fucking manly ass hand. <laughs> I'd always assumed it was your own, but now I can see it. It's a warm spring day, and you and the colonel are taking a nice, leisurely bike ride through the park. You stop and get a soda pop from a food cart. And Senpai Sanders looks at you with that gleam in his eye. Not as a man would look at a lover, but as a man would look at a delicious piece of southern fried chicken. (laughs) He whisks you home. He dips your fingers in his secret recipe, each one delicately, deliberately, desperately. (laughs) He pulls your fingers towards his mouth, opens the bearded cave of his gaping maw, and licks your fingers one by one, tasting each and every herb and spice. The colonel is yours, and you are his forever. Oh, God. I think I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> so, yeah. Someone help. I, I need another White Claw. Mm. Oh, my God. You know what I really hope KFC does is okay. when, when this game drops, uh-huh. they, like, nationwide change the logo for, like, a day and just have the anime version of Colonel Sanders on the front of it. That would be awesome. I'll, I will stop saying that, KFC, that Popeye's is better than KFC, because I'll be like, you know what? Popeye's might taste better, but... They ain't making anime dating sims, so fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, no, I take it back. This will be the first game streamed okay. by uh, the A to Z uh, podcast. So. Can we get him to fall in love with us? Oh, I guarantee it. I don't know. No, oh, trust me. It's got to be tough. <sighs> I mean, it's so many. Suitors. It'll be easy to get him to fall in love with you. It's whether you can really keep him or not. Mm. A, a, a dashing bachelor like this, a yeah. fine southern gentleman. <laughs> Have him come in, whisk me off my feet, put me yeah. on my fainting couch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did that kind of well. That's a little you really did. That was a little disturbing. Little piece of movie news that I saw. Movies. It also kind of is a more of a comic book story, I guess. I figured you would be excited for this if you haven't heard. Margot Robbie oh. is rebooting Tech Girl, says huh. the co-creator. So I know you're a fan. I one of my favorite movies of all time. Tech okay. Girl's amazing. Also, great comic book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's fucking awesome. But the movie is, like, it's, like, one of my favorite movies ever. It's fucking so good. Really? Have you never seen it? I have not. Oh, it's so good, buddy. It's amazing. <laughs> Super just uh, uh, entertaining and fun and, like, 90s counterculture, like, punk rock, awesome, yeah. just like the comic books were and stuff like that. Okay. It's good. And then it's also, like, one of my first boners ever. <laughs> fucking what's-her-name who plays uh, Tank Girl. I'm like, God damn it. I always forget her name. She was also in like a league of their own, and she was in uh, Gina Davis. No, she was also in an Orange Is the New Black. Madonna. God damn it! Why can I not remember Tank Girl's name? Lori Petty. Lori Lori Petty. God damn it! Yeah, gotcha, Lori gotcha. Petty. One of my first boners ever. She's mm. so hot in that fucking movie. Well, oh. now Margot Robbie's film production company is working on a Tank Girl movie. Oh. According to the comic co-creator Alan Martin. Okay. Martin took to Twitter on Monday, which was this week actually. To say that a new Tank Girl movie is far into pre-production, although he isn't personally involved in the project. that That's a bummer. Yeah. Just heard that Margot Robbie's company have optioned rights from MGM to make a new Tank Girl movie now several months into development. We haven't been contacted by any of the parties involved with the project, so not sure if there will be any input from the original creators. Oh, I really hope that they do. So is Margot Robbie going to play Tank Girl, though? It looks like it. Okay. Would you, could you see that? Is that a thing? Um, I mean, as long as she has the balls to go punk rock and shave her head and everything for it, then yes, I'm okay with it. Hmm. Okay. That will make me forgive her for the, the Harley Quinn thing. 
Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, hold on. The original yeah. Girl movie yeah. hit Glory theaters in 1995. Oh, yeah, she was in Point Break as well. Yeah, have you really never seen that movie? No. Oh, so good. Oh, you know what? It received me... negative reviews from critics. F- again. And made yeah. only about $4 million at the box office against a budget of $25 million. That's called a flop, sir. I don't give a fuck. It's a good movie. Fuck critics and fuck any of these goddamn fucking uh, financers. It was a great movie. It was fucking art. It was one of my first boners. That movie fucking rules. Let me show you something. Let me show you how good this movie is. Pause this podcast real quick. Let me just show you one quick thing. Okay. So, yeah. That's just the opening credits, and it's literally just awesome punk music over just, you know, shots from the comic book because they cared about the character. They wanted to make a good movie for it, and I think it's fucking amazing. It's one of my favorite movies. It's just so much fun. Lori Petty's the fucking the best, and it's kind of funny, too, in that movie. There are scenes where Naomi Watts, because she has, like, her hair dyed black, and she's wearing glasses... And she kind of looks like our friend Alex. It's kind of uh, hilarious when you watch oh, yeah. it. Yeah. It's the, there's a couple scenes where she kind of looks like Alex. And you're like, oh, weird. No, Tank Girl isn't a fucking fantastic film. Uh, it is on... Is it on Stars? HBO? It's on one of those movie channels I have on uh, uh, Amazon. Okay. Watch it all the time. Fucking think it's a great movie. It's, it's just... It's fucking awesome. I'm kind of with Emma on this. Actually... We, oh, damn. She just left. I wanted to get her on the mic for this real quick mm. can i pull you on mic to talk about tank girl real quick is that cool yeah okay. thank you you can hold it you can hold it if you want now no, like <laughs> okay so tank girl one of my favorite movies i think it's fucking fantastic emma had never even heard of it i showed it to her what did you think of it i fucking loved it mm-hmm. so it was edgy and funny and very different and i mean I'm not a huge comic book nerd, and I've never really read a ton, but even, I mean, I felt like the movie gave a good comic feel. Oh, yeah. Which is perfect, since it's based off of a dope-ass comic yeah. book. Back in the days of, like, 90s grunge punk comics, which yeah. was, Yeah, like, I mean, I liked it enough shit. that immediately after, uh, like, seeing it for the first time, my next Halloween costume was Tank Girl, so... Yeah, she yeah, cut her hair off for that, too. Yeah, I, I cut off my very long hair into a faux hawk specifically to play tank girl for halloween <laughs> wow mm-hmm. I liked and, it and those lot. pictures are on facebook and twitter if you guys want to find those so true or you or you can buy for her premium snapchat that's oh. <laughs> <laughs> no i just wanted to get a, a girl's uh take on tank girl because oh, okay. i i feel like like if if i had a daughter i would have her watch tank girl all the fucking time that's exactly how i want my daughter to be just punk rock and awesome it's dope. It's like a good mix of empowering and like feminist, and but also still like feminine enough to like not just be like uh buff chick. It's like no, she's still like sexy. Yeah. Okay. So you have a more emotional connection to Tank Girl than I do. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the possible remake that's happening? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I have too much of an emotional connection to it to where I'd have to see trailers and get the vibe for it because. The concept alone makes me unhappy, but that's because I like the nostalgic feel of Tank Girl. So it would just depend on how it ended up looking and the vibe that I got off of it at all. Okay, cool. Thanks. That's uh, that's all I need for you now until we get some questions. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. You're the best. But yeah, Tank Girl. I, I can't believe you've never seen it. It's fucking awesome. It's all just like 90s counterculture fucking like punk rock and shit. It's, yeah. oh, it's the tits, man. Malcolm McDowell's in it. Ice tea. Mm. 
It's fucking Comic awesome. book movies in the 90s weren't really a good thing to go this out and support. This movie is a good thing, and you should go out and support it. I should, apparently, yeah. You know what else is a 90s mo- uh, comic book movie from the 90s? Hmm. Mallrats. Do you like that movie? Mm, yeah, but I didn't see it in the 90s. I skipped it. I didn't either, because I was like four when it came <laughs> out. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a 90s comic book movie I did see, and that's kind of what burned me on comic book movies. Spawn. It is. It's exactly what it was. I thought it was a good movie, though. <sighs> I mean, was it, like, super held? You know, they they obviously didn't give a fuck about, like, sticking to the comics or anything <laughs> like that. It was still a good movie. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I don't know. I expected more. I was disappointed. It had some cool uh, effects. There was good fights involved. The story made no fucking sense. No, And then John Leguizamo, like, was so creepy, he made my dick crawl into my body. <laughs> But that's fair. So, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this. I want uh, Alan Martin to be in- involved in this as a co-creator Tank Girl. And I, like, yeah. I mean, hell, his fucking his profile picture on Twitter is of one of the rippers from Tank Girl. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a character from Tank Girl right there. And uh, I definitely want at least one of the co-writers involved in Tank Girl. And um, I want... Um, I'd like to find out that Margot Robbie is a big fan of the comics, or just a big fan of the of the movie. One of those two would make me really happy. Uh, if I find out this is just some bullshit cash grab of like feminism's pretty big, let's make a, a fucking counterculture like we have the action. rights to that. Let's make yeah, sure it's yeah, let's let's make an action movie with a woman in, in the lead. That'll be that'll sell tickets. If that happens, I'll be fucking irritated. But if this is like we're huge fans of these ones, and there's a shit ton of like there's a whole generation who doesn't even know this movie exists, let's fucking make a big one with like a, a big name star. Yeah. And get this motherfucker out there, see if these kids will like it. Yeah. So, well, I'm gonna hope that it's good. This will be a fun transition, actually. But I don't know how much hope I have. Because we're gonna move into some TV news, and the first bit is what you're just talking about. You love that that punk rock scene. Mm-hmm. So, this was the article for the the Disney Plus show. Cruella, starring Emma Stone, is 1970s London punk rock. Hmm. Emma Stone popped up on the set during the Disney panel at D23, saying, Since you're such huge Disney fans, we wanted to let you know a bit about the story. 1970s set in London, it's punk rock. Huh? Huh? You're excited. So, now that Disney has ruined a lot of other things from my childhood that I hold dearly, they want to take away punk rock from me now, too? That's what's happening? You mean take it away? They're, they're honoring it. When I think punk rock, Disney is the last goddamn name that comes into my fucking head. But the photo shows off a rough, fashionable Cruella holding back three Dalmatians on leashes while staring down the camera. This looks like a music video. And not a well-shot one, either. It, this looks like a Post Malone music video where he was fucking around. I thought it would be funny. This will finally fill in the backstory that you've been looking for. I'll keep the I mean, uh, is is was anyone asking for this movie? Were, were people clawing at the fucking chairs? Like I need I need the backstory to Corella Deville. How else can this movie make sense? Yeah. Sure, the geese are talking and all the dogs have British accents, but goddamn it, what's her Where motivation? did she come from? Yeah, and apparently she's 1970s punk rock, even though the movie took place in the 30s. Well, you know, sometimes fucking did. Why is it that can Disney just do one thing that doesn't make me angry just once? Yes. Our next topic. Oh. You ready? It's almost like I set you up for that, but we did that not is. plan this beforehand, guys, just so you know. So, also at D23 was the first poster reveal for WandaVision. Did you see this yet? No. Oh, they're doing like an Ozzy Harriet kind of thing? Mm-hmm. 
So it's like the uh, the perfect family and like nuclear family kind of thing, right? With the shadows of their superhero selves behind them, and uh, yeah, this is gonna be fun, dude. So, did you read the uh, Vision stories from like three years ago? No, I don't read a lot of Marvel. Okay, so, so I need to let you. Lo- I need to loan those to you. It's really cool, dude. So they kind of reimagined Vision as he wants to reconnect with his human side, mm. and so he builds himself a wife and two kids to have like the a nuclear American family yeah, and to have their like day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Or Pleasantville. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, totally. And just, he fucks it all up. Like, you know, that robot cannot really fully capture the human Express essence, you know, emotion. Mm-hmm. and yeah, it just, uh, like keeps digging deeper and deeper and deeper. And he keeps trying to, not admit that he's failing and right. trying to be human. Okay. And it's it's really kind of like on its head kind of thing. It's it's really neat. You're and do you think it. Disney has the balls to tell that story? Yes. You uh, pause there a little bit. I think so, though. You a little unsure? A little, but... Are you maybe a little worried that they're going to uh, totally fucking just corporate this out and just try to sell as many fucking... Uh, t-shirts as they can only slightly but they're filming this right now and paul bettany has been quoted as saying like he doesn't know what the fuck is going on because it's just like blowing his mind the does stuff paul that bettany ever know what the fuck is going on in these movies i don't know he would come before they made the vision he came into a fucking soundstage for two hours a day or for two hours once a year and made four million dollars <laughs> i like paul right. bettany. i'm not talking to paul bettany he's yeah. a very good actor I was going to say, I like both these people. Elizabeth Olsen's also really good, I thought. I really didn't even know about her until the, like, Vision shit. Like, until she was, you know, uh, Scarlet Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So. Was she in shit before? Yeah, a little bit. Anything good? Uh, A couple horror movies that were pretty good, yeah. Okay, right on. That's cool. Oh, Kevin Feige's involved in this. Thank God. Because he's so... Such a storyteller. Dang it. That guy just is just I knew willing. I shouldn't have brought it up. He's just willing to... I thought to... you were going to be excited for it. The thing I, I like really did. the most about Kevin Feige is how mm-hmm. much he's willing to take risk. You know what I mean? And really kind of jump the gun and give you something different. That's yeah. my favorite thing about him, I think. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. Right. Well, I'm excited for this. Well, that's good. I thought you would be too. I'm no. sorry. But you know, you are fully aware of... I have lost... But you haven't read the comic either, so... That is also true. I do want you to read that. And I've also lost all hope in Disney and in them ever telling an original and cool story. Yeah. So, maybe WandaVision will be what pulls me back and starts giving me uh, all... You know, let me wait until, like, a trailer comes out or something. Okay. Then then we'll see. All right. Fair enough. We'll table this until a trailer comes out, until I've read the comics, and then we can have an actual discussion on this in the podcast. I haven't read the comics. I'm not that well-versed on a lot of Marvel lore anyway, Mm -hmm. and um, I have nothing but burning hatred for Kevin Feige and fucking the reptilian shapeshifters that run Disney. So, So, yeah, WandaVision. We're going to save that one for... Let me read some comics. Yeah. Let me... uh, See a trailer. Maybe see a trailer. Uh, see if some of my burning hatred for Kevin Feige and um, fucking what's his name who runs Disney now. See if some of that'll burn down. It won't. And then, um, then let me make my full thoughts on this. All right. But if you're asking me if I'm excited about this, no, I'm not excited about this. Okay. Let's get to some cool news. Not to shit on something that you're excited for. I'm I'm glad you're excited for okay. it, and I hope you enjoy it. But Thanks. I just come on, buddy. This is me you're talking to here. Yeah, I know. 
something I think we can both agree with looks cool, though. Oh, yeah, the Breaking Bad movie. Yeah. Okay. We got a title and a Netflix release date. I, I should finish that at some point. You definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it a lot. Okay. I, I got like three or four seasons so, yeah, I was a fan. I guess we shouldn't read too far ahead into it. Then. I don't care about spoilers. Okay, yeah, that's true. You never have. No, I don't believe in spoilers. It's not about the ending of the story. Yeah. It's about the destination of this. It's it's about like the the journey, not the destination. That kind of thing. So it's, this, it, it's what Stephen King taught us at the end of the Dark Tower. It's very true. So that's uh the Breaking Bad movie. It's going to be titled El Camino. Nice. Colon a Breaking Bad movie, coming out Friday, October eleventh on Netflix, mm. and it's going to pick up where the series leaves off when we get to see what happens to Jesse after the events of the finale. Okay. So. Uh, is Aaron Paul in yep, this? Aaron Paul's back. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I guess he would be. He hasn't yeah. really done anything else since Breaking Bad. Eh? Right. They got all the... He was in the Fast and the Furious movie or something. Or no, he uh, was in Need for Need Speed. Need for Speed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, they got everybody back from the actual show. That's cool. It's written and directed by Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. fucking writer right there. Oh, right yeah. There. And then produced by Mark Johnson, Melissa Bernstein... Yeah, Charles Neal, yeah. yeah, check that out. Oh, and Aaron Paul's one. Yep, he got some too. executive producer credit. Good for him. Yep. Plus, I love El Caminos. Do you? Maybe it's just the white trash Emmy, but I think they're cool cars. Okay. It's like a car and a truck at the same time. Why would you not want that? Yeah. It's like the mullet of cars. It's awesome. It's a business <laughs> of front party and back, baby. There you go. Hell yeah. I would totally buy like an El Camino, though, yeah. by the way. El, El Caminos are dope. But yeah, definitely finish out the, the series. For sure. Soon. No, I'm going to do my best to do that. Uh, I have so much shit I have to watch. Yeah, oh we all do. But that one... we we haven't watched t- uh, Titans at all. By the way, are you trying, sh- are you trying to lead us in here? Are you serious? Yeah, one? we got God a Titans topic. It. I guys, two, I swear to God, up this we weekend. do not talk about the topics before <laughs> these episodes that uh-huh. we record. It's crazy. I just Varble just knows me. That's yeah, what it is. I think so. So uh, this was an article. Uh, Titans season two, which is starting tomorrow. Mm. Could be setting up Jason Todd's death or a Robin rebirth. Hmm. Well, both of those things happen in Jason Todd's story. So mm-hmm. yeah, because he gets reborn, he goes to one of the Lazarus pits. Yeah, and he comes back as uh, the Red Hood. Right, and then goes on to make fucking awesome comics with the Red Hood and the Outlaws. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, those are good. All right. Well, um, we got a, a trailer for season two. You want to watch it? Is Batman gonna kill him? Maybe. I mean, apparently Batman's a killer in the Titan, so I assume he's just gonna shoot Jason Todd in the face. Let's find out. How excited are you right now? Do you need to change your pants? The f- Those are the characters you love. They are. That's probably why On I'm TV. so angry. Boom. Win-win situation. Okay, first off, um, uh, what's his name? Ian McShane or whatever? The guy who plays... Ian uh, Glenn. Ian right. Glenn, right. Yeah, sorry. Ian Glenn, I guess he's playing Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. in this. Yep. Um, nothing against him. He's a very good actor. He was great in Game of Thrones. Was? Uh, maybe lose the British accent if you're gonna play Bruce Wayne. Just that's just me. I don't know. He still sounded like fucking. Uh, he was about to say Khaleesi. <laughs> we must get the Dothraki, Robin. It's the only way to stop them. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think the only thing in that trailer that made me excited was seeing Crypto. Because who doesn't love Crypto the Super Dog? That's awesome, man. Come on, you gotta get excited for that. Um. Let's see. Dick Grayson looks like I know these are the Teen Titans. Look, Dick Grayson looks forty-seven years old. He looks as old as fucking Bruce it's Wayne. Not the Teen Titans. It's just Titans. It's, well, yeah, clearly because it should be the fucking Senior Citizen Titans is what it fucking should be. It's the Senior Titans. Good God. 
Um, let's see. The dialogue is this is the trailer. So this mm-hmm. is where they pick the really good scenes to get you excited for the mm-hmm. for the show. Yeah. The dialogue is atrocious. I could uh, fart diarrhea onto a word processor and write better fucking lines than that. Uh, let's see. All of them are doing the annoying CW11 broody bullshit that makes me want to kill all of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say too much. We haven't watched the first season yet. That's true. So why not, you know, our... And as I say, Titans could wind up profoundly reinventing one of the most iconic Batman stories of all time, the death of Jason Todd. I'm just going to have Dick Grayson kill him, probably. And- you know, dark and blah 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 blah. <sighs> Jesus Christ! I can't believe we're gonna have to watch this fucking show. Uh-huh. Having a podcast sucks. You're excited though. No, I'm not. They could, they could even find like some hot chicks. Like none of the girls in this show are hot. <laughs> and fucking Raven's supposed to be the hot goth girl. She's supposed to be the big titty goth girlfriend that we all want. And she's not. <laughs> Uh, i just feel dumber after watching that that was yeah i can't tell what was the worst trailer that one or the joker those were both really bad and i did i did see an earlier review but i cut that article because i didn't know if we'd have much time or not yeah we already had 22 topics but it's funny because they say remember how they cut the season short last year yeah because they you know had some issues and stuff apparently they start season two with basically the finale for season one what it should have been oh they wrap up the storylines from season one wrap everything up in season and one. then yeah it's like why did you delay that why do that, that yeah you don't open no a season with a finale why did this get two seasons and they cut fucking swamp thing down early one of the greatest written love stories in comic book history not to mention one of the most profoundly written mm-hmm. layered characters ever Short one season, throw that shit to the wolves, who gives a fuck? But let's make sure uh, fucking One Tree Hill in Gotham <laughs> gets two goddamn seasons, and this little fucking twink who's 47 years old gets to play Dick Grayson some more, and gets to be Batman. Like, who gives a fuck? You're about to. We're going to be watching it soon. <sighs> Having a podcast blows. <laughs> we do have some fun info here of uh, people fighting back, though. You're going to be excited. The Simpsons creators have confirmed that Apu will not be written out of the show. Hmm. A lot of fans have protested, saying that he's a uh, too much of a stereotype, you know? Yeah. All the anger against... Yeah, what's-his-name said he was character. like, didn't want to voice him anymore or something mm-hmm. like that, because fucking pussbags on Twitter are like, <laughs> oh, you can't have comedy. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch funny things. Everything needs to be sad racism and how everything sucks, and I can't have... I, nothing can be fun. No, we can't have no fun, because my dad didn't hug me growing up, so no one gets to have fun. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go play Dick Grayson and the Titans. Fucking shit, <laughs> God damn it. Matt Groening came out and said, I am proud of what we do on this show, and I think it's a time in our culture where people love to pretend that they're offended. Thank you, Matt. I truly appreciate all responses, pro and con, and we'll continue to try to find an answer that's popular and more important right. And, uh... I really just think the best thing to do when shit like this happens mm-hmm. is ignore them. The shit will go away. They'll find something else to be pissy about anyway. Yeah. Ignore them. Don't even bring it up. Yeah. 
And then after about two weeks, whenever they stop talking about that and they're yelling about, I don't know, some kid who uh, fucking tripped into a mud puddle and everybody thought he was doing blackface or something, they'll yell about anything at this point. Once that happens, that's when you write an episode making fun of all the fucking pussbags on <laughs> the internet. That's when, and then, then you just make fun of them. Yeah. Don't ever stop making fun of these people. They suck. And by these people, I mean... <laughs> like your podcast cuts off. If I just said Jews, we'd have got sponsored by Disney. Mm. Walt Disney was an anti-Semite. Don't ever forget that, guys. Yeah. Your social justice fucking Avengers hate the Jews. So remember that. And some more fun news. Hulu's Castle Rock Season 2 has got a release date. Oh, nice. Did you ever check out season one? I have not got a chance to watch it. I didn't remember if you did or not. I wouldn't pump it too high on your list, but it's a good watch. It kind of fumbled a little bit in the finale. Lizzie Kaplan's in it? Mm -hmm. She's coming in on this one, yeah. She's a good actress. She's also not afraid to get naked, which I respect in an actress. She was in that uh, show, it was on Showtime, Masters of Sex. Oh, yeah? Which is actually a fairly good show. Okay. Like, you you think it's just going to be like softcore porn Cinemax bullshit. Mm -hmm. But it's based off of, like, this doctor in the 50s who was trying to do these, like, uh, experiments on, like, what sex does to the body. And then because it was the 50s, everybody was like, you can't study sex and women can't have orgasms. This is ridiculous. And, like, <laughs> shit like that. I mean, that is ridiculous. I mean, it's true. It, it doesn't exist. Okay. But you should still be able to try to find it. I oh, mean, okay. you know. Yeah. Worth a shot. Yeah. They were going to call the show Finding the Clitoris, but we all know you can't. Yeah. So... <laughs> But anyway. no, it's actually, it's a really well done show, and it's uh, fairly well written, and kind of classy, but Lizzie Kaplan's in it, and it's it's all based on a true story, and then she just like, just gets naked constantly in that in that show, and I was like, you're like a real actress, and you just got titties up, good for you, girl, you do your thing, proud of you. Well, she probably won't hear, she's gonna be playing Annie Wilkes from Misery thing. We'll see. Yeah. You never know. Okay. I remember Annie Wilkes not being attractive. That's weird that Lizzie Kaplan's going to play her. Little bit, little I'm different. fine with her tying me to a bed and breaking my ankles. That's fine. <laughs> Sign me up. Especially when she's in Mean Girls. She's way hot in that. <laughs> Big titty goth girls. That's what's up. Yeah. Season two is coming back October 23rd. Oh, God. So. It's October. It's almost October, buddy. All the good shit's happening. I love it. I know. No, I'm, I'm going to jump in there and mm-hmm. uh, watch that at some point. I have so many. I got I, I, I got to finish Salem because mm-hmm. I keep telling Emma I'll, I'll do that. It everybody is fucking hot in that show. Have you seen Salem? Just previews. Everyone in that fucking show is fuckable. It's ridiculous. And then the main guy is so hot that Emma can barely watch it. I got yeah. I, I got to put a fucking towel down on the couch before I turn the show on. <laughs> well, and then all the chicks in it are like. You're gonna also have to do it for this next pressing article. against the TV screen while I'm watching it. The new Stephen King's adaptation of The Stand has cast its Randall Flag. Oh, yeah, it We're is. We're going uh, Alexander Skarsgård oh, of a, True Blood fame. He's like the best looking Skarsgård. He really is. And oh, God, that, that's good casting. Him. Tell me that's not a good Randall oh, Flag. Perfect. Randall Flag needs to be uh, attractive. Because mm-hmm. he's like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Hang on. Before we talk about The Stand and how great of a cast this is, because Alexander Skarsgård is a great actor, uh-huh. can I just, just give me a second here? Okay. God damn it. He's beautiful. Look at that. He does have piercing eyes. Piercing blue eyes, dimpled chin, thick, luscious hair you just want to run fingers through. He's a cute twink. He's, a, he's, he's probably the best looking twink in Hollywood. 100%. We also do have confirmation. Alexander Skarsgård is so pretty. If I fucked him, it wouldn't even be gay. That's how pretty he is. I don't even have to put makeup on him. 
Now, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, we do have official confirmation. Whoopi Goldberg is going to be Mother Abigail. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, that. I mean, Whoopi can act. We all mm-hmm. know that. We all saw the color purple. Yeah. We know what's up. Um, we have Joven or Hovan. I have no fucking idea. A depot? Idea. Call Alexander. Maybe he'll know. So. Okay. <laughs> can, can we call him? Do you have his number? Is there any way I don't know. Damn it. But uh, he's going to be Larry Underwood. Excellent. They're actually uh, playing to some switching it up a bit. He's also going to be African American. Okay. So That's fine. That yeah. doesn't really bug. Exactly. It, his race doesn't matter. I know. But I'm just pointing it out. You know. Okay. He hasn't been before in any of the adaptations. Yeah. But, so. but I think it actually makes good sense. No. I have nothing against that. The whole background of that character could really be, you know, yeah, elevated a bit from an African American culture. I mean, aspect. Larry's a character. I mean, as as long as it doesn't get into like fucking like if they turn all of the people on Mother Abigail's side black and then like Randall Flagg is a white supremacist, <laughs> okay, yeah, that I might would, have yeah. something to say then where it's like, okay, I get it. White people are evil. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, give me a break. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't affect. I mean, like, it, it it's 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 not as like whenever I had a problem when um. Idris Elba was cast as Roland whenever they did the Dark Tower movie, which we try to pretend doesn't exist because that movie was fucking atrocious. Yeah. The only problem, the only reason I had a problem with that casting was that race comes into play later on in those books. And I'm like, well, Roland kind of needs to be white for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, with Larry Underwood, though, I mean, it, his race doesn't matter as a character. Yeah. So, yeah. Just find the best actor for it and cast him as it. But, uh, yeah, no, that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Larry's a great character. I always liked him a lot. He always re- reminded me a lot of Eddie. They're like yeah. almost the same person. I could kind of see that. Yeah, I mean. And then we got a uh, Owen Teague is the other new announcement. He's going to be playing Harold Lauder. Okay. Harold's the uh, neckbeard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Harold's the fan of the Joker movie coming out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong there. Harold Lauder would be a huge fan of the Joker movie coming out. Mm. Just because Fran won't fuck him. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Who's who's playing Stan or uh, Stu Redman? Did they Marsden? That's right. That's fucking great casting. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Can we scroll back up to Alexander Skarsgård? Yeah, well, sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He should be Batman. Seriously, if if you put some like muscle tone on him, let, let him do like a cycle of steroids for six mm-hmm. months and just hit hit the weight room. Tell me that doesn't look like Bruce Wayne. If he's got bigger shoulders and kind of fucking jacked, mm-hmm. he's got a strong chin, piercing blue eyes. Maybe. More than fucking Robert Pattinson. I was like, that goddamn much. <laughs> and then the last two topics I have, for just for even more he Zach. He looks younger than the guy who plays Dick Grayson in Titans, by the way. I want to point <laughs> that out. And he's definitely like 10 years older than that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. I'm just going to say, I'm going to keep your masturbation train going. You're just going to keep oh, getting no. hard on here. Trust me, I've already finished. Yeah. Skarsgård got me there. Yeah, okay. He's my boy. Well, I don't know if you saw. I know you've been hooking up to my Hulu lately. They're doing a, an adaptation of Wu-Tang. Mm-hmm heard about this mm-hmm. with Shamik Moore ooh nice that's a motherfucking actor right there by the mm-hmm. way god damn he's uh, who's he playing the RZA oh the RZA's an executive producer apparently mm-hmm. excellent Corey Woods aka Raekwon okay is right Shamik right Moore on. yeah it's a I think an eight episode series a uh, historical crime drama inspired by the Wu-Tang manual and Tao of Wu Nice. Based on the true story of the Wu-Tang Clan, set in the 90s New York at the height of the crack cocaine epidemic, 
The show tracks the clan's formation, a vision of Bobby Diggs, a.k.a. the RZA, who strives to unite a dozen young black men. I'm so proud of you for saying that correctly, by the way. That are torn between music and crime, but eventually rise to become the unlikeliest of American success stories. So, first episode was last week. A uh, new episode dropped last night. Okay. I'm going to wait for all of them to come out. I, yeah. I, I hate going week to week. Just, uh, streaming has ruined me when it comes to week to week shows. Like, gotcha. you, know, you need to fuck out of here. <laughs> By the way, any of you guys listening, if you don't know who the Wu-Tang Clan is, you can get the fuck out of here too. I don't want to even fucking talk to you. The Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's yeah. all I'll tell you. Yeah, Riz is a, both an executive producer and writer for the eight-part limited series. Excellent. It's, it's fun. The Wu-Tang Clan, there's like 40 fucking or like 60 fucking people involved in the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> and they've all had like, uh, well, not all of them, but a lot of them have had also like separate roles as just themselves and made really good money. Like nice. ODB, fucking great. They all share money together. They all just like look out for each other and shit. Like if you're in the Wu-Tang Clan, you get taken care of. Everybody looks out for each other in the okay. Wu-Tang Clan. Woo. I mean, that's why they ain't nothing to fuck with. Everybody <laughs> knows that. You look it up. Seriously, guys, if you don't like Wu-Tang Clan, fuck you. Wu-Tang Clan is like my favorite 90s gangster rap. And if you don't know about them, check out Hulu. Yeah. It'll be a pretty good, fairly accurate, Hulu. you know. I hope so, yeah. With everybody involved, it sounds like it's going to be pretty spot on to their actual history. So. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Wu-Tang Clan is great if you need a playlist for your gym workouts. Okay. They make some great workout songs, dog. Like Shame, that's a good one. Wu Tang, that's a good one. Anything by the RZA. I mean, he he just likes to fucking jack dudes up. I just remember like, I, th- I think we were still working at the theater together whenever uh, the Man with the Iron Fist came out. Yeah, which the RZA was in and everything. And I remember being like super excited for it. And you're like, why? What's up with that? And I was like, it's fucking, it's the RZA, man. It's Wu Tang Clan. And you're like, how the fuck do you know who Wu Tang Clan is? <laughs> yeah, you're like twelve. Yeah, you, you, you can't even drive here. <laughs> You can't even legally see an R-rated movie. How the fuck do you know who Wu-Tang Clan is? And then the last topic I had, saving the best for last, obviously. Mm-hmm. Watchmen has, yeah. a, has a revealed there's going to be an October premiere Mother date. Fucker, everything's coming out in October, bro. I know. It's going to be a busy month. It's got my favorite holiday in it and all yep. these fucking great shows. Motherfucker. Sunday, October 20th oh, at 8 p.m. Central. Getting the to, Game of Thrones time slot. Sunday say, at 8. I might have to change that whole I don't like watching week by week bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think I'm be fucking watch this motherfucker week by week. Yeah. How fucking set are you for this? Oh, man. Because I know you were kind of like, meh. I really was, Until yeah. I showed you the fucking trailer and the trailer looks fucking. Yes, it does. You want to get fucking jacked for a movie or for a show. You watch that fucking trailer. Hell yeah. Yep. <sighs> I'm God, so ready. That's going to be so good. I should try to reread uh, Watchmen before that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Mm. Is that all our topics? That's all the topics. Do yeah. we have any uh, questions? Queen of questions? No questions. Okay. Okay, cool. Throw us on out of here then. Yeah, I guess that's good. Uh, Welcome back. Yeah. Sorry it, that took us so long, guys. This is this will probably be a little bit of a longer episode. Hopefully that makes up for it a yeah. little bit. Uh, and then we will, we're back on track, dog. Yeah, we're going to be dropping some past episodes here soon. We're okay. back on track for that now, oh, too. Yeah, for sure. No, you're going to get, you can get brain fucked by the A to Z podcast. We're yeah. coming for you. Speaking of brain you fucking, you live. I almost forgot to bring up our buddy Kevin Strange. Yeah, giant shout out to Kevin. He's um, going to be premiering give, give his, uh, starting up another Indiegogo. He's finished issue three now of the Dead Shit comic. For, it was a three part comic. And now uh, you can get all three parts together. 
the campaign doesn't start until the 17th. So hopefully I can get this edited and we can get that out there yeah. soon. Make sure, um, whether we get this out in time or not, mm-hmm. uh, make sure he texts us the link, though, so yeah. that we can throw that up on the Twitter. For sure. And, and guys, I'm already in talks with him uh, to try to come back and do a little plug for it again. Perfect. That, that would be Sitting great. Sitting on an episode on again. Here. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun when he came in here. Oh, we actually sure. had like two episodes out of that because yeah. we had like a nice... I like turned my fucking uh, Walter Cronkite shit on. I was giving him like serious <laughs> questions. Man. Oh, yeah. No, guys, seriously, get out there. Um, hopefully this comes out in time. If not, you should have already seen the tweet. And if you didn't support him, uh, then you are a real joker lover. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't before, you know, and that's fine. You know, you didn't no, know no, exactly it's, what's it's going fine. on. I'm now, just giving you shit. No, I'm just saying like right now, it's it's there's no reason not to. No, for sure. Before, if you were just waiting like, oh, I don't know if he'll finish it or, you know, anything like that. This, yeah. is, this is finished now. It's all three yeah. issues and uh, get in there and help him out. Yeah, jump out there, you know. If there's one thing I complain about, it's that there's not enough fucking, you know, new shit coming out and not enough creativity. And if there's anything Kevin's good at, it's fucking creativity. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fucking, he's a great guy. Uh, fan of the podcast, as far as I know. At least he's a fan of our plugs. So yeah. That's, that's fine. And I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. That's cool. Uh, but no, guys, seriously, get out there. Support Kevin. Jump on there. We'll hopefully be able to tweet. I mean... We're not hopeful. We'll, we'll be able to tweet out yeah. all all the links. So uh, it'll be on the podcast uh, Twitter. It'll be on both of our Twitters. We'll be throwing everything out there. Absolutely. For so yeah, make sure you get out there. Oh, also we have to plug another podcast that uh, followed us back. They gave us a big shout out on Twitter oh, last yeah? week. I forgot to fucking talk about that. That's my bad. It's uh, we were talking about it. They're a wrestling podcast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, high spots right? and headlocks. Thank you. Let me see. I'm trying to pull up the info because I yeah. I don't remember shit, guys. I, I've been drinking White Claws, man. I don't remember anything. I'm I'm on the White Claw. I've been digging into your brain. I fought the Claw and the Claw won. That's punk rock. That's the Clash. That's like original punk rock. Yeah. Clash is awesome. It's a great band. Here we go. Okay, sorry guys. I don't know why that took me so long. It's my phone was acting a little slow here. Uh, yeah. High Spots and Headlocks Podcast. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at H&H Pod. That's H-N, just the letter N, H, Pod. Uh, follow them there on Twitter. They uh, do a lot of headlines from WWE. What is AEW? That's the All Elite Wrestling. Okay, cool. That's cool, the cool. new one that Jericho's starting up with uh, the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. Right uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes' son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. They're... Uh, like we got funded by the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. No shit. Yeah. Good for them. So they got a little billionaire in their pocket. And mm-hmm. They're starting up their own wrestling Get company. some fucking money out there. Hell yeah. yeah. They got a contract with TNT. They're going to be airing on Wednesday nights here in a few months. Cool. Okay. So yeah. Uh, make sure to get out there. Support those guys. Uh, I mean, especially if you're into wrestling. Oh yeah. Which I assume a decent amount of our uh, fan base is. So you guys get out there. Follow H&H Pod. Subscribe to them. They should be on all the same podcast apps yep. that we're on yep they do anchor also so yeah they're uh good dudes they gave us a big shout out which i really appreciated so thanks again guys for that shout out uh we'll do our best see if we can get them on like for an episode maybe we can do like a double episode we'll do like an episode with them and yeah, yeah cool. let's come on here and do an episode with us yeah you know, support your local podcasts you know what i mean get out there and do it uh so yeah kevin strange H and H Pod. Uh, what is uh, Kevin the Strange, right? At Kevin the Strange, correct. Yeah. On uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. follow him on Twitter. That way, you get all the updates for his stuff, and you don't have to depend on our alcoholic asses to, well, my alcoholic ass to make sure that you know it. Marvel's not an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else do we need to plug? Anybody else? Top of my head. Oh, Hookie. Yep. 
Make sure to follow Hooky. Uh, what's their Twitter uh, handle? Do you remember? At Hooky STL, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, at Hooky STL. Uh, we do our best to throw out all their shows anytime we hear about it. I don't know mm-hmm. whether when their next show is off the top of my head. I'm not sure either. I haven't heard much. Yeah. Great band. Make sure to support them too. Those are great guys. Actually, got invited to the Illinois State Fair a few weeks ago. No shit. Yeah, they played a little gig up there. Fucking congrats, boys. That's yeah. awesome. Way to be. So, uh, yeah. Hooky STL, or at Hooky STL, mm-hmm. at Kevin the Strange, at HNH Pod. Mm-hmm. Follow all those guys. They're great dudes. They're uh, fucking, they're creators, and that's what we need right now. Don't let Disney win, boys. Let's get some fucking creativity out there. Let's get some fun. Mm-hmm. For more thoughts like that, follow at Melch Knows Best. That is true. That you can follow me at Melch Knows Best. Uh, stay tuned because the Joker movie drops in October, so I'll probably be live tweeting my uh, murder of everybody in WBA executives <laughs> like it's a fucking Columbine massacre. For legal reasons, I have to point out that that was a joke, and I did not plan on hurting I'm anyone. I'm going to cut that bit. <laughs> but no, yeah, guys, make sure to follow both of us. Uh, follow America's sweetheart at Big Guy ACV on That's Twitter. Yeah. He uh, he's the one who gives us all of the normal things. He's not the crazy one of the podcast, which is helpful. Yeah, stay tuned because I'll be watching Titan soon. Mm-hmm. Which fucking Joker movie is going to come out in October? You guys will probably be able to see a meltdown. That's going to be pretty good. I don't know if it'll be as good as like Michael Jackson hanging his baby over a balcony while the paparazzi is mm-hmm. taking pictures. That kind of good meltdown. We might get there. I don't know if if it'll be. Britney Spears shaving her head and beating a car with an umbrella kind of melted. That's actually kind of on the table, I but think. But it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if I'll shave my head, because mm. i got Halloween coming up, and I'm, I'm going to need this hair for my Halloween costume. Okay, fair enough. So, but after that, hmm. all bets are off. I'm okay. going to be beating everything with a fucking un- umbrella. Okay. <laughs> and then for all of the uh, information for the podcast, and to send in your questions, your comments, your concerns, your diatribes, your reasons why I'm always right, uh, send all of those things in. Uh, to the actual podcast Twitter at the A two Z show. There is a the yeah. number two. Okay. Or if you don't want to be connected with us on Twitter, mm. you could email us at this address, which is a two Z show dot ask at gmail dot com. Okay. So make sure to send those in. Um, if you got like a long movie clip or something you want us to see, or fuck, if you if you're writing a book or something like that, you want us to plug it. Send that. Send send that in. We love creators. We like creativity. But we love you guys. You're you just love attention. That's all you're really. That is one hundred percent true. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, wrapping everything up here. Mm-hmm. As always, I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. You were the best. My favorite fans. Do us a favor. Send us in some more questions. I always like uh, hearing from you guys, and not just questions. Fucking roast me if you want. I'll still read them on the podcast. Probably laugh with you. Yeah. Do all that. Get us some more attention. Get out there. Have some fun. Do your best to grab life by the fucking dick and control how it goes. Because you guys are all fucking amazing, and we love you for it. Keep it up. Varble, I love you. And we will see you guys next week. See you. Bye.